Hey y'all, it's Tuesday night. It's April 5th, 2022. We are live at the Sports Attic here in Chicago, Illinois, in the United States of America, on the planet Earth. What universe is this? The WWE universe? It's been a couple few weeks since we've been on. If you're watching us, we appreciate seeing you there on Facebook Live, on YouTube, on Twitter, and of course, hello, what's up, Twitch folks? It's been a couple minutes. And as always, we appreciate you listening live on Blog Talk Radio and catching us wherever you get your podcast. You've had it yourself on live at the Sports Addict. My name's Clark Lawrenson, at Clark in Chicago on Twitter. The show is at Larcher Lawrenson on Twitter. And right now, I'm going to hand it over to my longtime comedy accident partner. That's a comedy group. It's not just accidents that we always make. It's a group that we are longtime members of. This is my partner, the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third. Well, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Larcher Than Life. I, you know, Clark's got to get I all his gonna, plugs. I was going to squeeze that in there. As I was, did you hear, did you hear the, all that's over with. We get to the show. Did you hear the pause where I paused on Hello your name? Hello and that's welcome a- from planet Earth in the uh, 606 region of the 1952. I mean, what is this? It's, uh, I'm like I'm doing a show with Tom Snyder call over here. The 60641, is that right? Are, are you Are you 41 over there? Hey, look, we might be 14 points down at halftime here, 14 days from a show, but we're, this is halftime, and we're ready for the comeback. That's so uh, prepare yourself for the uh, most spectacular, the most uh, wonderful program on the uh, on the web. Well, we've had uh, – Is it still the web? Does that mean it's been 20 days since we've done a show, or is it 21 days? Like, we missed two weeks. I don't I don't know how math works with that. But it means we should have 20 days to have prepared a fantastic show for everybody here. So here we go. Oh, it's the most spook- it's the most uh, stupendous program. Were you going to go Halloween it's with the most spooktacular show yet? It's we may. We may. Hey, I mean, it's, I don't it's know. early. It is early. So you went to uh, – let's see. What, what has happened? You went to spring training. Yeah, I went, and, went uh, to Mesa on a family vacation. What did you take away from that? Was there anything exciting? Uh, um, we really enjoyed the uh, one of the final three remaining Oregon, Oregon pizza places in the country. The nursing home. You guys went to the nursing home. Man, we were we brought the age down. I mean, there were some kids around. Don't get me wrong. They do they do a couple songs, but it's fantastic, Al. Somebody's out there playing an organ. He gets spun up coming out of the stage. It's a heck of a spectacle. And then he's playing, and all of a sudden, then he's playing a, a drum that's twenty feet away from him on a wall that's. 20 feet high then he's playing these other instruments that are over here all from the organ organ stop pizza mesa arizona the other two one is the suburbs here and the other one's in wisconsin so i don't know why so the guy drops the, the guy drops k gets all spun up and then he plays one's instruments you can find that on any l station in chicago really yeah why do we go, go down if you go down underground the blue line there there's always people all spun up playing instruments yeah, special. I, I'm really not sure why we went all the way out to Mesa for that. But that was a blast. Um, my kids set off the alarm of this house that my in-laws were renting while my in-laws were visiting uh, the gram, their, uh, Lauren's grandma, so my, my father-in-law's mom, 
who had broken her Lawrence hip. Always ca- who had broken a hip a week before. Drama. Yeah, well, they put an iPad on the wall, Al. It's an iPad. What's an almost five-year-old kid going to do? What's she going to do? She's going to go play. The, yeah, she's going to go try to. Well, she heard the door make a sound, and she saw that thing light up. So she saw an X. She goes, I went and hit the, da- the X, Daddy. I went to go sh- turn it off. I was like, hey, you, you did. I would have done the same thing. Like, I get it. I understand. You didn't get mad at her? No. Uh, we were frustrated. Oh, let me tell you this. Then, like, it said you have one minute to exit the building. And we're like, well, we need to, we need to disarm this. And we weren't yeah. ready to walk out at the time. Exactly. We were getting ready to leave, but we couldn't have made it. Then I got it to pause for like nine seconds while it was letting me think. And then it started the countdown again. And I looked at everybody and I said, don't move. Nobody moved for Whoa. roughly 10 seconds. And then Whoa. Vera opens up the front door with one hand. Whoa. Vera, the three-year-old. It was amazing. It was amazing. You guys are playing MacGyver over there. Yep. Uh that was the day we went to the baseball game, I believe. I, I'm not sure. It all got in. And then we got oh, sick for the end of the game. trip. Just three-fourths of us were very sick. Uh, we made it home. Let's just say that. Well, we made it I home. think you handled that situation well, so we're going to add a couple beads to the positivity jar. Oh, we have the positivity jar? Hey. We do. We got the show positivity jar. It's ready to go here. Hey, Chris is out there watching. How you doing, sir? It is. We are back. We are officially back. Oh, the cat hates the positivity. <laughs> I would right, gather. Right. How many do I get there? Because I certainly don't throw that many in for Hazel. I mean, it's we're oh. just starting. You know, it's just the beginning. It's a big jar. Oh, and we'll be taking we'll be taking uh, we'll be taking positivity beads out as you know the show progresses. I'm sure. Um, so everybody got sick, and uh, you, I thought you were faking it. I, I was—I thought you were putting on a whole show on Twitter because you might miss some work or something. And you know, oh, that, you, you were prepping everybody. With I your, like where your, your head's at. About being sick. I appreciate you there. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a solid move from somebody who is. But I wish that was the case. Like it was—I don't remember what we packed to come home. It was—it was just an insane thing. To rebook a flight, we definitely looked into it. To rebook a flight. It would have cost us uh, half of our damn house. It was unreal. So anyway, Jeez. we uh, made it home. It was all good. But I think we're burying the lead on before that. So since the last time we did a show, you and I have been out to the Allstate Arena. We jumped in a limousine. Hello, hello, Greg. Uh-oh, who's this? Hi, uh, is, I, am, I am calling from the Ukraine. Oh. I am, my name is Vlad. I'm calling from Ukraine. I heard that, that you had to... Uh, you set off alarm and everybody got sick uh, on your vacation to Arizona where they play the organ music. And we just want you to know here in the Ukraine, we are holding a candlelight vigil. Um, Thank you. You know, Thank you. for all your pain Thank and suffering you are going through. It is very, we, we feel it very much. Um, you, you almost had to pay half a house to, uh, to get your family to fly back. Well, we lost half a house. So, but we are still managing as we wait for food and supplies here to to listen to the program. And uh, we are all in solidarity with the Lawrence family. I understand you took a limousine to your little trip. (laughs) I appreciate this so much. Did the limousine driver drive very fast? We took a limousine. Yeah, the the limousine driver didn't drive nearly as fast as a few nights earlier, a bunch of friends and I. Al, who I don't know where he went, but he co-hosts the show with me. He must have stepped aside there uh you might be able to see his picture on the screen 
Um, he, uh, he was with us, and the limousine driver took us to Allstate Arena, a ride that's normally about 35 minutes. What kind of limousine driver was he? Was he a Russian? He, he was a, a Russian limousine driver. He was. How did oh, you, know? How you did take you know? a Russian limousine to, uh, to, see, to uh, your little musical festival. Well, we are suffering here in the Ukraine. He waited, I, very, I feel very bad for you. He did wait until we got to the Allstate Arena before he insulted all of us, which was impressive. But, but uh, he yeah. drives too fast. He must. I couldn't see out the limo, and I don't know if my buddy Al could. And you know, it, But I couldn't tell if we were on the shoulder or if we were even on roads at that point. I wasn't sure how we got there. I don't know. Uh, but yes, that's what well, we did. you and your problems getting too fast to your concert. You, you show up at your concert very early. It is very sad. Wonderful. Meanwhile, Russia is driving me out of my country. It does not seem fair. But you know what? I pray for you. We hold candlelight visual. Uh, uh, Al, if you are there, add more, add more beans to his positivity jar. Hi, buddy. Thank you. We appreciate the call. Yes. We, we are gonna. Mm-hmm. We're gonna indeed add more. I got positivity beans to you. <laughs> Twice in the last week, I've had to go get a tire uh, plugged, a plug in the tire. Got a Ukrainian uh, tire shop over here. Went today. They're flying a nice flag over there. Al, where'd, where'd you get that? How'd you get a line in from you, the Ukraine? From Ukraine. Oh, they called in. I just, I'm still manning the old blog talk system over here, you know. So uh, I, I was, uh, Lou wasn't available, so we went with uh, Dimitri from the Ukraine. No Lou waiting over here who doesn't really like wrestling, but now he covers it. Oh, I'd love to get a Lou call today. Just ask him. Yeah, yeah I need more Lou. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we did. We we went. We saw Reba McIntyre. That was uh, exciting. Did we see wrestling? Did you uh, say that? I don't remember. No, we haven't. It was just seen... Reba McIntyre. Yeah, we we got wrestling up. I don't. I don't think we'll be taking a limo to that one. But we are. Oh, heading, really? We're heading out to the suburbs to Villa Park, right? Right there. By yeah, yeah. I was thinking we do we do the limo out there. And, okay, uh, let's look up a limo. I'm in. I mean, we, we better book it now because let me tell you, I messed up the last time and I got a quote. And when I called back two weeks later, they're like, oh, oh, no, it's it, demand is going up and whoop, price raised. It was. Yeah. You know. Wow. How much does a limo run these days um, to the airport the other day, the other morning? It, it's funny on a on a Monday morning or Tuesday morning. It was only about one hundred and. But 130 bucks. That was without tip. Really? 130 bucks to go to the airport, and then we had a neighbor pick us up. And parking at the airport, Al, was going to run about 130 bucks, so it was kind of a toss-up. Like it was a ended up being a good deal. And the guy didn't want to drive 30 miles out of the way to go pick up the other limo, so he gave yeah. us this 21 seat, like oh, 20 for for the kids and I. Like you and I, I think we were in like a, a 10 seater or something. No, no, no! You forgot 20, to you forgot to put the screen down. You forgot to put the screen down. Yeah, I did. Oh man, that's a hardship, buddy. Hey, you are watching us on many different places tonight. All the thousands upon thousands of people watching on Twitch and YouTube Live and uh, Twitter and Facebook Live. Thank you so much for watching us there. And on Block Talk Radio, you can give us a call at seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Leave a comment wherever you're watching to join in on the conversation. If you're listening later, shoot us a text. Exciting news today. Tiger Woods looks like he's going to be returning. He's going to go for another jacket. He's going to go for a sixth jacket. Uh, I only have one jacket, so that's, what, that's impressive. What color is your jacket? Uh, it's like a tan. Yeah, it's a grayish blue. Grayish blue. 
I've been. Oh, and then I have a leather jacket. I guess I have more. I got a couple jackets. Okay. I've been hearing it. None of them from golf, though. Okay. I've been hearing it quite a bit that uh, that the uh, that Tiger they, they were thinking he was coming back, but I, the big concern is if he can if he can walk eighteen holes. Like I know he has back issues and whatnot, but what what are you seeing? Everything's good to go there. Well, he claim. I mean, the man says he can walk the 19 miles. I I, I have a little. Uh, I'm not going to be gambling on him. I don't think I'm going to be placing uh, much of a wager on him doing it. But well, I got to take a look. At you know, he thinks he can. That sounds fun. I uh, I made a bet that the Cubs would make the playoffs. It just it was a plus 650. It seems like a fool's bet, but this year, I mean, I think I don't know, like 40 percent of the league makes it. So I think there's a better chance than than ever. So who knows? Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, other breaking news that just came through about an hour ago, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh from over there at ESPN, with not exactly a Woj bomb for the nationwide thing, but uh, he's the basketball guy there. That Lonzo Ball uh, experienced some discomfort today when he ramped things up, and he is likely going to be uh, shelved for the rest of the season. So there he's it is, He's going Al. the way of ankles. There it is, Al. That's uh, – they might be able to hold on and not get a play-in spot, but um, hell of a unique, fun season it's been. Uh, there's still there's still hope. I'm not going to give up hope, but yeah, you know, it's just that's where the Bulls' season seems to be. Uh, yeah, Lonzo could have been a big boost. Could have been a boost. Nick is wondering if Tiger wants to play the Masters in order to rekindle a fling with a local Augusta, Georgia Denny's waitress. Man, if Tiger thinks the Denny's waitresses are hot, he should get over to the Cracker Barrel. Oh boy, yeah. Um, what uh, what about the Waffle House, Al? I don't know. I don't go to Waffle Houses. I don't I, like waffles. I uh, I was at a diner the other day, and I thought about you and how you have a, a stance against against pancake themed breakfast diners. Yeah, yeah, I'm not big on the pastries in the morning. It's, a pancake's not a pastry. A pancake's a pastry. It's a pastry. It's not a pastry. It's a pastry. It's a freaking. It's a little cake. It's a mini cake. It's a pancake. What's the other word, Clark? Will you do a? Will you do a? Um, I don't pancake. It, no, but come on, it's not a pastry. Yeah, cake. It's not a what's pastry. the what's come the on. second word? Cake. It's cake. It's cake. But like, I don't know. I don't think of that as a pastry. Come on. Uh, do you eat donuts in the morning? Not a fan. What's a good time for a donut? Well, your morning is is my night, so I don't know exactly what we're talking about here. A pastry is a dough or flour shortening in water used as a base covered in baked dishes such as pies. It's okay. a pastry. Okay, fair. Good enough for me. That is good enough for me. Yeah, no, eggs, bacon, hash browns, some toast. That's all you need. You get fancy with the eggs. Maybe, you know, you can make one of those eggs Benedict or something. You use your toast and involve it in the, in the meal. You know, you can do that. You can use yep. the eggs any way you want, any style you want. But, the, but that's what the breakfast is. That's what it should be. If they make me president, that's one of the things. If this, if this Biden wants my vote, he's going to make that the official breakfast of America. Eggs are. That'll be perfect. Eggs, bacon, hash browns. In toast, any variety, any combo mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. We um we 
we drove a gigantic ass truck while we were in uh, Arizona. That just made. Yeah, me what mad. happened to the uh, the Corvette? The convertible. Ugh. The convertible. Larcher, the convertible didn't work out, man. Uh, Monday, so I'm picking it up using the app, the Turo app. It's like um, it's like uh, Airbnb for cars, right? Like anybody could do it. Um, yeah. It appears to me that a lot of guys who work at dealerships do it because that's what the guy I ended up renting from did. But he hit me up on Monday and they canceled my uh, my our convertible. They're going to get a convertible oh. for the kids, let them ride in that for a few days. We had that rented while we were there in Arizona. Um, you know, Lauren wasn't big at first on renting a car because you know her parents got a car, her grandma has a car, and my yeah. thing was, well, we're adults, like. I love. I, I really enjoy your parents, but we need freedom. We need to be able to get away. Yeah. So glass was broken in the car, and the guy had to cancel. So then, by the time when I first booked that car, spring training hadn't been a thing. There were plenty of cars available. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What do you mean glass was broken in the car? Uh, the uh, the top of it, like its top, had glass has glass in the in the roof. It's actual glass, and whoever had it before, on Sunday or whatever, broke the glass. Yeah. Well, they, I hope they gave you some kind of uh, severance. Uh, yeah, from they the canceled deal. it and let me keep the money that I had. So then in the Turo app, I go and I look around, and there isn't many cars around on two days' notice once spring training had been announced and everything on top of it. And there were only about five different things, so I wanted to get something that we couldn't have. Um, so they did it. What that app does is a good job of they don't tell you that your money's refunded. They tell you what this new car costs, and then they take out the money that you've already paid and then, oh, you only have to pay so much more to get this car. You know, they're pretty smart yeah. to do that. Anyway, we, we didn't pay much. We paid like another 20 bucks. Got a, got a big-ass truck, something we can't – I can't park that around here. So I got a, I got a Dodge Ram uh, with a Dodge Ram of 1500 with a four, 35-inch tires with a 4-inch lift kit on it. It was fucking – amazing we're taller than every other truck around taller than my father-in-law's truck we're driving and lauren's like i never thought my dad's truck was small and i'm like that's fucking right what's up hey clark it is, it is tash again i understand you have very large yeah. truck bigger there than you your go. father-in-law's you on your vacation yeah it uh gas wasn't any cheaper out there than here in the city i'll tell you that it wasn't oh hell um. Yeah, where are we at? <laughs> Hello. Well, I mean, you got trucks, and you, you know, you've been going to the circus. Uh, Reba McIntyre was stunning. You know, she stole the show. She I mean, was everything you hoped would be, and more. She stole um, the show. Fantastic. She, yeah, she stole the Reba McIntyre concert. She, like, stole, she stole the, the show. She stole the show from herself. <laughs> she she blew the opening act out of the water. The opening act was pretty good, but oh, it was good. How, how hey. about that? <laughs> no, the misinformation, the fake news. Man, network everybody gets Clark. to my house, you know, before the limo gets there, and I'm like, guys, I've looked this up. There's no opening act. She starts by 8:05. She's done by 9:35. Boom, we're on our way out of there. What happened at 8:05, Al? Opening act. Opening fucking act. And uh, this is CNN. That was the other Dark good thing about that at Allstate Arena. Like, we had gone back to stand back, and we could have found a seat up in the yeah. back or next to a bar. We were in the rafters. Yeah, in the rafters, watching down. I was fine with that, you know. And then uh, somebody came by, 
had a bunch of tickets in their hand, and they said, do you want to get a little closer? I'm like, what do you mean? She said, next to the, like, stage right. And she had seven tickets in a row. There were seven of us, so we took the hike, and uh, next thing you know, we were, what, I don't know, 18th row, something like that on the side, 17th row, 15th, somewhere in there. A lot of times she turned over and she sang right to me. Yeah, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. And then we got summoned down. You know, that, that was, I, you know the hookup. The large, they heard Larcher was at the Ro- Rosemont Horizon. Of course. And they immediately knew it was a travesty that I was sitting at the t- very top of the arena, at the bar at the top of the place. So, you know, they brought, they brought us down. I will and, say, uh, yeah. A, a great time. It was being Reed, but I haven't seen her in a while. You know, it's been 30 years since I've seen her. Wow. So. I must say that uh, that I uh, I have never sat that high with you at the Allstate Arena. Like, you know, a lot of wrestling events we're at were, were like damn near ringside. So they made the right call. They really they, – they got it right by bringing us back down there. Well, I prefer the 110s in the Rosemont Horizon. I mean, that, that's where you got to sit. Like the 110, the 112, you know. You don't want to get so, so far off like the 113, 14 where you're like on the side. You don't want that. You want right in the center which I think is like, I think it's like 108, 109. But those, those are the seats you want at the, the road. Because you don't want to be on the floor either. Because if you're too far on the floor back, you know, we're going to a, a New Japan show in a couple of weeks. New Japan's bringing their first show to Chicago. And um, very exciting. And uh, I'm not sure the seats I got. I have no idea. I don't remember. I didn't even know I had three of them. I thought I had two of them. Yeah, that's why. I offered you one. And I looked at them, and I'm like, oh, I got three. And because it's sold out, I can't look on the map to see where the tickets are. So I know what the tickets numbers are, but it makes no sense because it's at the Odium in Villa Park. And who the hell knows what they're seeing? So there's is, no so. map that tells you where they are. Do you have a – Right, right. Is there a row, a section? Yeah, we're like in the B. Mm-hmm. We got like the B section. Okay. So – but, man, Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. That's a, I've seen that in the G1 many times. That's a, that's a special match. They're giving us, and then uh, Will Osprey uh, taking on uh, that idiot John Moxley. So, gonna be a gonna be a barrel of laughs the whole time. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I yeah, I'm I'm ready. That in that that venue, I've been there once with you for. Was that a Ring of Honor with New Japan? Like a lot of New Japan was. I think Okada was there, right? No, um, Okada was in the Villa Park. Where did um, we see Okada? All in. Yeah, all in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor ran shows there, and they would do partnerships with uh, with New Japan. But it was a lot of like the B guys, you know. I, like I saw. Uh, we saw Rowan uh, Show there. Nagata there. Rowan Show. Rowan Show. Did we see? Yeah, them? yeah, yeah. Yo, Yo, and Show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They've since okay. split. You know, they're on opposite teams. Are they? Now, oh, yeah. Open singles condition. Yeah. Damn. Um. No, yeah, I'm excited for that show. That's uh, coming up on April 16th. Washington, yeah. D.C. ended up getting Okada on this tour. What's that? So, Washington, D.C., they're doing a show in D.C., and they're bringing Okada in for that one. Oh, yeah. Of course they are. Yep. Um, he's not going to make that this time. Uh, oh, the dude, Adam, our, our buddy's uh, hyped for that NJPW show. That's great. That's good. Um, you know, what else did we miss, Al, in the last uh, few weeks? Last week, I had Vera still under the weather. Hell, we got back to town Monday. 
Vera had to stay home from dance class. Tonight's dance class is canceled, in case anybody's wondering. The kids won't be coming running in during the show. Okay. Uh, there apparently was some sort of a plumbing issue. Emergency contractor had uh, so Our guess is plumbing on that, right? Like, don't you think plumbing? No, the dance instructor had a date or something. That's all it was. You, th- you think that... Uh, I'll ask I'll ask Lauren if she'll email back and say, "Are you sure you didn't just have a fucking date or something?" No, no, you don't call it out. But they, well, you, know, you just called it out on this podcast with singles and singles and listeners. Because I don't know these people, you know. That, I mean, I, I can make these accusations. We don't know who they are, but look, you know, you say something like, uh, "Oh, oh my God, uh, the pipes broke." Nobody can argue with you. Oh, hang right? on, hang on, my guy, the dude is flexing. Just got home from the gym. What's up, dude? Dude, that's awesome. Can, like, get there. Get to the damn gym. Let's go. Well, I, I won't, I've been wanting to go to the gym. I have a gym about a half a block from my house. Oh, yeah, the 20... the gym. And, uh, it, it was 24 hours. Now, suddenly, it's not 24 hours anymore. And uh, I, I drove by the other day, and it looks like the signs for the temporary hours are gone. So I'm assuming Uh-oh. they might be back to the 24 hours. So it's if always that's the tough case, to, then it's uh, always I, tough I am to... going to go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then I, I am going to go sign up again. It's always tough to, uh, to like, walk through the door to ask that question. Like, I've always had yeah. trouble. Like, after the sign comes down, it's like, well, maybe I could just, like, look it up on the Internet. But the Internet, like, the Google hours the last two years, you can't trust them for almost anywhere, right? No. Like, because they, they, they tried changing them so much, like, hours have changed and everything. So, I don't know. Right. Oh, and, and, and it's bad again. I understand. Mm-hmm. Al's yeah. gym is not 24 hours anymore. Very sad. We are now going to light the candle for <laughs> 24 hours. Again. That's right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I love this. What is what is your name again, sir? What's his name, Al? Do you remember? Oh, hey, who's who? Who am I talking to? Hold on. Let me put him back on the line. <laughs> Am I back online? This is Vlad. Yes, very much so. This is very. It's definitely Vlad. Hey, Vlad. Vlad, the you, you, Ukrainian. Very, very bad right now going on in my, I, my country. We, we and, understand. Uh, yeah. You know, very horrible things. But I listen to your program and I, I feel uplifted. I see all the problems you are going through <laughs> in your life. And <laughs> what, what, about my life. what problems have you seen us having here? so far tonight well you got the uh, the 24-hour gym is no longer the 24-hour gym uh you, your stretch limo is too big the driver the russian driver drive too fast uh you know you set alarm off on luxury home you are staying in <laughs> open door very yes. scary times yes um and wow yes vlad um i hope things are well there for you we are all Thinking of you and pulling for you. Um, well, I'm hoping with, they come by maybe with some bread for us. Today. Oh, That'd Christ. Nice. Oh, Christ. Maybe we find home. I'm so day. sorry, my buddy. My buddy Al. 24 hours, yeah. everything should be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor oh, Al. Now, don't forget. Guy is coming. Don't forget the, 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 don't forget how, oh, he left. Vlad's gone. All right. Well, I think oh, the bread guy gosh. was coming, Clark. He had to go get his bread. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's always nice to have Vlad come in and let us know that maybe our problems aren't just they're they're not really problems. So thank you, Vlad. Just is he just hanging out and he can just jump in whenever he wants? Well, he's staying on the line. You know, it's hard to get the uh, restream studios in the Ukraine right no now. No shit. But he has his phone, so he can just call in and oh. listen. I keep him on hold on the blog talk. 
on the number. The uh, blog talk number to call, by the way, is uh, 760. Hang on. Wait, I can't get it up quick enough for you. Wait, hang on. Let me say that again. I can't get it up quick enough for you. There it is. Heyo. Jeez. Boing. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm a 12-year-old with these jokes. I was having this discussion the other night with somebody. That's what she said, jokes. They, they've, they've had a crescendo. They're terrible. But now they're kind of like a joke that's a joke on itself. I don't know. I don't even understand it. That's what she said. There you go. There it is. We're getting some, I, some love from the uh, from the Twitchers, the alcoholics out there. Al, the first step's always the hardest. You can do it. Uh, people are doing a good job getting over there, Al. Um, the dude is cooking potatoes and salad and salmon. Look at that. Ooh, nice. Barbecue for Chris. We did fish sticks, Brussels sprouts, and the kids had macaroni and cheese tonight. I got a... I got a uh... I got some pizza sausage, pizza on a rope, they call it. And uh, I got uh, uh, some mashed potatoes, and I got a big-ass salad. That's probably going to be it for the day. Like, that, that's, you know, from wake up to sleep, somewhere in there. It will be a, a mixture of those items. Okay. All right. Oh, hell. Met- Parent-teacher conferences are going to be in person. No. Everybody's doing video now. Come on. Like we're doing video. I don't know. I kinda like to see your classroom, I guess. Yeah. Beautiful. Tiny desks. You've seen it. Great. I've already been in classrooms. I understand what yeah, it you've is. Been, you spend years in those classrooms, Clark. You don't need to go back. <laughs> yeah, why are they doing that? Is crazy. They're, they're in person. Nothing should be in person anymore unless it has to be. Uh Conferences are in person unless you prefer a virtual. Well, you prefer virtual. But they're kind of like making you feel bad if you don't want to do virtual. They're like, well, most parents want to come and see what their kids are up to here. They want to I see bet you those place. teachers are like, God, I hope more people mm-hmm. pick virtual than in person. They want I, to get out of there. I've been the dad at drop-off at preschool where I'm like watching her walk in and like she goes and picks up her food off of the – in the morning they, get, they grab breakfast off a table and then she walks into her classroom – like, and then I was kind of looking in through the, through the window, but that's, I mean, even though I'm obviously a dad, that's still a little creepy to look into a preschool window, right? A little bit. I mean, I, I'm not looking at preschool windows. Uh-oh. I do. I do kind of want to sit in a small chair. That's right. I'm so going to try to sit in where a you get chair. stuck on you? Is yeah, always. Do? I'm going to do that bit laugh out that, of that nobody's ever done to the teacher. I'll be like, check this out. Oh, there I am stuck again. Here I'm stuck. Yeah, it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Hey, join us over on Twitch. Watch us there. <clears throat> you should do like a Chubby Chase uh, pratfall, and you should like trip over like three or four desks, knock a couple over, send pencils everywhere, and then be like, oh, I should have done this at home. It's been a minute now, but like the dude bringing up, it's a lot easier to tell someone their kid sucks, you know? Like, uh, wait. Here's the thing. You mentioned do that bit where you fall over. But if I do that, she'll tell me that I am just like, like Hazel. Because Hazel falls. Like, she does. Like, she plays so much, she skins up her knees, and she falls. Um, what she does is um, 
she rips her her pants a lot, Al. Like mm. for a while there, we were averaging about two, maybe three every two weeks. Three ripped pants every two weeks. And I think what it was was there'd be a little hole in it from falling, and then she'd like rip it open with her hand. We we tried to have talks about it, but yeah, she rips her pants quite a bit. Is that weird? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd probably say professional. I think she falls a lot. That's that's what I'm getting at there. Well, I mean, she takes after her dad. You know, it's, it happens. Hey, um, we could head what, over. What, to how, the, what grade is what grade is she in? Um, what grade is she in? Yeah, she's in pre-K, so she's not. What in the hell are they having conferences about? Well, maybe it's that you took your kid out to go to Arizona for five days. Well, well I mean, that's basically professional school. babysitting at this at that grade. I mean, there is absolutely zero reason for people in pre pre pre. Let's remember that word. It's like pancakes. As a parent, pre school. I I'm with you. I get it, and I understand that. But as a parent with a pre K kid, I do want to talk to the teacher a bit. I want to see what like what's what you, going what, on. What, is she well? Is let's she, role play. Let's role play here. Is she Fuck, in the right place the developmentally? All right, you be the teacher. I'll be the teacher. Now, you, okay. You, you have this is going to be perfect. I know how how great you are, knowing what a pre K teacher does and asks. Go ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clark, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure you came in today. Um, you know, it's um, a your daughter has been a pleasure to have in class. Thank you, Mrs. Uh, Rodriguez. Little, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. A little chatty at times. You know, sometimes she talks a little much. But it, overall, you know, she she's very pleasant, very social. She's really working it with the other cons, running scams, you know, uh, selling things on the side. It, it, it's, it's good. And uh, But we did notice one problem with her. When we do the arts and crafts, sometimes she gets – she purposely gets the glue on her hands so she can peel it off. <laughs> And we're a little concerned with this. So maybe you can have a talk with her, the, the proper way to use tools, because glue is a tool. You I, know? Don't, I don't think that's a concern, Mrs. Mrs. Rodriguez. Uh, well, hang on, wait, Mrs. you know. It's uh, Mrs., uh, Mrs. Avila Rodriguez. I don't think that it's uh, – I don't think that's a concern. Yeah, I mean a little bit. We, we we worry when the kids like to put the glue on their hands. A- another issue is we, I like we had a uh, not worried about like the typical scams <laughs> and selling things to other kids. No, no, that just shows she's social and she understands the world. Um, Perfect. Go ahead. We did, we did, we did it. We had it. We only have five minutes there. We mm-hmm. we um, right. and then I got more kids. You know, right. it's fifteen minutes. We had a little time. spelling bee, and she did have a problem spelling Al. You know that was a that was an issue. So I, I think you know I clearly that's a dad issue. So if maybe you can take a little more time uh, letting her know the proper order for the way to spell Al. I would say and, she uh, figured it out pretty quickly, Al, because like in her name and in her mom's name, A comes after the L, so it makes sense. And then in her name, Hazel, well, the A does come a little ways before the L. It's it can be confusing for somebody of that age. Well. We think in her development, Clark, that, you know, maybe you shouldn't argue with the preschool professionals. Um, I had to go through a lot of schooling to become a preschool uh-huh. teacher. Yeah, and sure. um, it, we find in the child development that, that uh, not being able to spell out, regardless of how she – you shouldn't make excuses for her is what I'm getting at. So okay. you're making excuses for her right now. So, uh, I these think... are just things you're going to work on. Do you have any questions for me? Yes. Um, 
do you find that developmentally Hazel's where she should be uh, just a, oh, you know, we're 19 days out from her, from her fifth birthday. Um, well, do you think that she's developmentally in the right place? Given the fact I'm a preschool teacher and um, I actually don't have any kids of my own and I just, you know, teach preschool, um, I would say yes. I say that about all the kids, unless they're banging their heads on the wall. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, how is she uh, with, how is she with others? Uh, does she share? Well, much like her father, she doesn't listen really well because I already said that, uh, you know, she's socially perfect. You know, she, she talks a lot, a little too much at times, and she's running ruses and schemes on the side. Well, so. Hazel's preschool teacher, I, 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 I did catch that. I just wanted to make sure that, like, um, that she uh, gets along with people, that she doesn't push other kids, that other kids aren't pushing her. Um, does she argue with others? Is she clicky? Does she go outside of her circle? Does she try to talk to other children? I'm going to be honest with you, sir. Nobody asks us many questions. If you usually uh, thank you and then oh. give us a gift, they slip us a little bribe and they're on their way. Well, you're lucky. You're lucky that Mrs. Lawrenson isn't here. She she would have uh, she would have had a thing or two. Uh, she would have had twenty other questions for you. Just wanted to let you know, which is good. It's okay. good. Well, yeah. Well, all right then. Hey, you, go ahead. Do you think it's too soon to move her into the purples? Mm-hmm. What are the purples? Well, we're thinking about adding the the, uh, the color purple to uh, uh, to the lesson plan, and uh, we just want we wanted to get feedback from the parents if they thought that was appropriate or not. She's down with purple. You know that. Like she she draws she draws in purple. She can make the rainbow. Um, she draws, she draws we, kids. We don't talk she can draw her, she can draw her friends. She can draw her friends. She can draw me. She can draw, she can write my name if I just write it somewhere. And then she, she looks at it and she can draw it too. She's doing great. Good, good, good. Well, it sounds like good. you, you've, you've answered all your own questions. So. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Hey, the CJ's over there in the chat. How you doing? I wonder if uh, if if you watch WrestleMania. Did the dude watch WrestleMania? Did you watch WrestleMania? Al? I did, and it was the most stupendous WrestleMania. You know, I went to WrestleMania eight. This was WrestleMania thirty eight. So thirty years later, my plan was actually to go to Dallas and be at this WrestleMania. But um, you have this friend Andrew, who, who's such a he's such a negative Nelly. That he was so down on this damn thing, I never got excited for it. Mm-hmm. So I never booked the trip. I never made it happen. Uh, so I sat at home and I watched it. And it turns out it's one of the best WrestleManias ever. I wow. thought everything hit. You'd go. Everything with was one fun. of the best ever. One of the best ever. Yeah, for sure, top ten WrestleMania. So recency bias. No, I don't think it's recency bias. Okay. Well, then you got to go back and you have to watch the other 37 now, Al. Which I have. You need to do I it have. like this, like now, like in the last, oh, yeah, in the last three months. You've watched them all. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got them okay. all down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This reminds me a bit of a halftime show conversation that we once had. No, because you haven't watched no, every you halftime watched every, show. You, you haven't watched every WrestleMania of, within the last. I have last, watched every WrestleMania. When, since I what, had the like, WrestleMania box set, and I have, I have seen every. VHS I have tapes. seen every every halftime show in my life. I have. Have Come you on. been to any? Huh? Have you been to any? No, but I saw Jinder Mahal win the world title. 
I've been to three WrestleManias. I have the points of view to speak from, Clark, unlike you with halftime shows. I Please. watched them all. I had them all on VHS at one time as well. I had the whole oh, thing. Sure. Um, what I, Don't enter the gender. This is coming from me, and I didn't get to see every match. I, I saw probably 75% now that I'm looking at it of the show. Today I tried to catch up as quick as I could. Um, I did fast forward through Drew and Happy. Um, I watched The Miz and Logan Paul, and I didn't get a chance to see Bianca and Becky yet, and I really want to. So you missed the match of the night? No. I mean, I did hear it was fantastic, but, I mean, I, I, I would like to watch that. You're right, to compare it to what I consider the match of the night, but that's fine. I mean, I think I think the whole show might have been stolen by the fifth match of, of night one. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a big uh, you're a big mark for McMahon's mystery man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, great entrance, uh, fun match. I thought it was a little too long, twenty one minutes. I thought they overindulged a little bit, which is the history of uh, Mr. Cody Rhodes. You yeah, know, he, he's got a little bit of the uh, Triple H itis where you like to take matches a little too slow and a little too long, um, thinking you're telling this stupendous story, but in reality you're just uh, drawing something out. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. It was it was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, Cody looks good. I think it might have been the best wrestling match on the that I saw on the night. Well, Bianca Barrett, Belair, I heard that was amazing. Was it? Was that great? It was good. That's yeah. awesome. That that's good. Um, I mean, did you want to did you want to quickly try to go through the card a little bit here? Well, I don't do pre shows, so we can skip the pre shows. And uh, I don't I think I don't think there first... were any pre shows. Well, that's true. There were no matches because it's two nights. I, but because there were no uh, pre show matches, so I that... skipped the first two matches of the card. No happy, no usos. Cool. Yeah. No. No. I understand Drew McIntyre whipped out a, a sword at some point. And cut the ropes. I saw that while I was fast-forwarding through. Yes. Yeah, uh, I didn't get, even yeah. see that. So I got to work right as the Miz and uh, Logan Paul match started. And uh, I watched the card without sound. I did go back and I, I, I watched with sound uh, Becky Lynch and uh, uh, Bianca Belair, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and the uh, main event. Mm-hmm. I went back, obviously, and listened to those. But uh, so so there were some matches I just watched and didn't listen to the commentary. Uh, Logan Paul looked tremendous. He looked better than a lot of uh, wrestlers. Uh, the guy obviously takes whatever he does very seriously. And uh, I know people don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Uh, you know, I, I'm at the age where, where Logan Paul doesn't mean anything to me, but he, he is one of the most popular YouTubers. And yeah. uh, the dude is just uh, an athlete, and he puts his all in whatever he does. And I got to give the kid credit for his career, uh, both in his boxing and his YouTubing and his uh, professional wrestling and his filming and in his comedy and whatever else the kid is doing. Uh, he did really well here and uh, he looked good out there. Hell, he looked better than Dominic Mysterio, who's uh, stuck for well over two years now. Wow. Yeah, um, it, it was. It was a it was an entertaining match. He, he did. He looked great. Well, uh, I turned it on because I heard about the turn and I thought it, I thought the turn was happening during the match or something, but uh, the Miz at the end dropped him. Do you think they're going to keep him? They're going to try to bring him back for a, for a match with the Miz. Was that a setup or was that just a one-timer like uh, 
See you I later. Is, I think anytime Logan Paul wants to do some work with WWE, they're going to be more than willing to open that. You think they're going to have to pay him a lot? Because doesn't he get paid a shit ton for those uh, little boxing exhibitions he does? The, uh, I don't know. The, the boxing uh, wrestling shows he does or whatever they are? He may just see this as a way of promotion. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what he gets paid. Um, that's good. That's good. That's a fair question. Wow. That's a great point, the dude. I despise Logan Paul, and I wouldn't hate seeing him show up more often. Now, what I want to happen is I really want Dominic Mysterio to beat his old man down and take his mask and then start wearing the mask. Oh, yeah. Why didn't that turn happen? That'd be, a, that'd be interesting, right? Is Dominic, I've been waiting for it for years. Like, I, I know they, they've always seemed to kind of, you know, cater to what Dominic can do, can do in the matches he's been in. Does he have anything? I mean, he's not his dad. Right? Like, he's not even close, right? He's, well, his 619 looks terrible. Like, I mean, don't do, come up with a new move if you can't do it. You yeah. know, if you don't have the body type to do it, you just can't pull it off. I mean, you know, Logan Paul, something tells me whatever moves Logan Paul was doing, the dude was practicing every night to get it faster. At, yeah. Where, uh, you know, Dominic, I would be every night practicing that 619, doing my little spin a rooney thing and getting making my, my father's moves flawless. Say but, what uh, you want about Logan Paul, but he he did appear to be prepared for a WrestleMania match. Prepared as much as he ever could. All right. Yeah. Correct. Can you tell me uh, thank you. what you enjoyed, why you consider this match of the night, uh, the WWE Raw Women's Championship match between the champion what? Becky Lynch and the challenger Bianca Belair. Well, first off, I mean, both entrances had a main event feel to them. You know, when uh-huh. Becky Lynch walked out, you know, again, I had this on at the bar, and there was a group of older people who obviously wouldn't be watching WrestleMania otherwise. And, you know, they were drawn in by seeing that massive stadium and all those people. Sure. And, you know, Becky Lynch walking down that thin, I love the thin rampway. Mm-hmm. You know, the entranceway was real. It was perfect. They made wide, it just enough, right. wide enough for an ATV if you needed to, though. Right. You know, uh, thank you. Uh, she makes her she makes her way down. She's got the new haircut. She looks cyberpunk. She looks like something out of a video game. And, uh, you know, she gets to the ring. She's looking all badass. And then, you know, all of a sudden the marching band comes out. And, you know, these guys, they're, they're, people are shaking their ass. You know, people are playing trumpets and, you know, drums are being smashed. And all of a sudden from the back, Bianca Belair comes on. She starts whipping her hair around. And the band is, everybody's happy. The place is going excited. And, you know, you want something here. You want to see this woman beat that woman standing in the ring, the the bad guy. You want to see the good guy beat the bad guy. And it's an emotional investment. And that's when wrestling works at its best with this big extravagant entrance and uh, the women gave their all. You know, they put on they put on a legit match going 19 minutes. And, uh, you know, at the end, the right person wins. Bianca Belair defeats Becky Lynch by pinfall. And you have this emotional uh, moment of a title uh, being won at WrestleMania by Bianca Belair. So it was great. It was great. It was just a perfect uh, presentation and delivery. I'm excited. I have it. It's. I stopped right before that match to come and do this show. So I'm excited to watch that. Thank you. That's great. Well, I just think you're sexist. You know, you don't, uh, you, you know, you have all the sky talk, but then when it gets right down to it, you know, you, you, you skip the women's matches and I did not. Know, yeah. uh, yep. 
I did. I skipped all. Actually, hang on. Let me look real quick. No, I did didn't you watch Flair. I didn't watch RK Bro. I didn't watch those. I didn't watch Bobby Lashley and Amis. Um, I did. What? I did see Knoxville and Zane. But uh, so it wasn't just the women's matches that I didn't watch. I didn't watch Sheamus. But did you watch? Oh any wait, no, I guess matches. I did. I did watch Sheamus in, against the New Day, or at least I saw the intro. Wow. I wanted to see them in that. What's that? So you watched zero women's matches? Um, no, I I watched um, I watched the Fatal Four Way for the uh, for the women's championship. You did where that. Naomi and Sasha won. Yeah, I did. Uh, Sasha came in. She drove the car up uh, for for their entrance. Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Carmella's boyfriend was real, real pissed and concerned at the end for Carmella. Yeah, I watched. It. Yeah. yeah I saw all right. It. All right. Very good. Yeah, I did. That's the best. So then so Seth then, Rollins came out. This is the one that I was watching in the car on my way home from uh, from my wife's uh, friends hanging with them now. And yeah. uh, I played the sound through the car speakers. And my wife goes, oh, you're going to play it through the car speakers? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, we're going to play it through there. I go, I'm pretty positive it's Cody, but there's a small chance they're going to swerve us. And sure enough. Wrestling only has one family. Wrestling only has one family. And it was Cody Rhodes. The nightmare Cody Rhodes, Al. It was not... Any other version of Cody that you've seen, not the NXT one, not the, not not the guy who turned into Stardust. It wasn't Stardust. Whoa. It was the Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he he rose he rose like a god from the uh, the depths below as he does and slowly emerged up and uh, got seventy thousand plus people. Chairing, uh, you know, he left the minor leagues and went to the big times, and it showed with with, with that mass uh, with that mass pop. And uh, you know, he he took about an hour to get to the ring. You know, he had some uh, cool uh, uh, American flag stuff on, and you know, he went up against uh, somebody who's just unlikable in Seth Rollins, but we all know is a good wrestler and respect. And uh, they put on a decent match. It, it dragged at times for me. But uh, overall, I thought it was pretty good. It was the best match that I have seen that I saw in all of WrestleMania of all the of all the matches that I watched. It was the best one that I saw. Now I, I put this somewhere. Uh, the storytelling was, was phenomenal. Um, the character that Cody, uh, what Cody's been able to do outside of it, I buy into the story. I didn't think I would. I wasn't. I'm, I haven't been that interested in going to watch WrestleMania as a whole. And then to see, like, hey, he did exactly what he set out to do six years ago. It happened. Yeah. And now and he's telling that story. He went and he was able to hone his character in AEW, which, I mean, for this to be his character in WWE, that's a huge rub, I think, for AEW to say exactly like, oh, Vince didn't come in and put a stamp on this. Like, it's the same guy that he was the last match, which was another great match. His, la- the la- his last two matches have been phenomenal. Uh, that, um, that title match that he had with Sammy was a hell of a match. And this match was just as great. 
Look, look at that. Look at this. I love the AEW stands. They can't go a minute without like trying to say how great AEW. No, is. I don't you think AEW is that. I don't crowbar that into the WrestleMania. I don't think dog. I don't think AEW is that great. I just think that two of my favorite matches uh-huh. of the last year, so far, like of the last year, have been Cody Rhodes matches, and I'm not a big Cody Rhodes guy. I just I really enjoyed that that match for the TNT you title. You clearly are a Cody Rhodes guy. You no, love I'm, Cody Rhodes. I don't. I just, I think this says a lot about what AEW has been able to do. I think that it also says a lot about how AEW and WWE probably, like Jericho's appeared, appeared on WWE programming. Now Cody left to go sign this big contract with him. I don't think there's a big, a big rivalry between them, actually. I think that they're just going to allow this all to happen. I, I don't think Vince minds. And- I don't think Vince minds having AEW there, and I think that I think he actually likes it because he knows that there's going to be more eyes on his product, and his product is as crisp and clean as it's always been, and it's as good as it's always been, um, and he's able to put that out there. I think that he, I think he welcomes the competition because it can. It's only making his product better and more eyes on it. I think you're missing the the second part of the wrestling business, being that it's a business, and at the end of the day, he's uh, you know he, he doesn't want this, and uh, he's going to do everything he can to uh, to stop it. I I, and, I don't uh, think that's a thing. I I think that he knows that his product <laughs> went his product went completely stale when there was uh, no combat like when there was. Nothing. I don't think he ever thought his product was stale. It may have no. been actually stale to you and I, but I don't think there was ever a point where he thought the product was stale. Um, which may, which we, didn't probably, watch, we didn't probably, watch for over a decade. We didn't watch it for over a decade. Like, I yeah, mean, but that was also a point in our lives when we were in our 20s and wrestling wasn't cool and, you know, we had things to do. You know, there was only so many hours of drinking and, uh, you know, <laughs> fornicating and, and, and drugging uh, in the day. So, you know, and comedy had to be in there and I, there just wasn't a lot of time. I'll say wrestling. I think Cody's return was uh, – it was not a. It was a actually a good thing for AEW. I think it was good. Okay. Yeah, it shows he was able to go there and create a character that was bigger than what Vince could ever have. So, it's it's better than what Vince ever had in mind for him. Right, but it wasn't a it wasn't AEW's vision of Cody. It was Cody's vision of Cody. You know, I mean, that's been clear that Cody has been crafting who he is and what he does. This entire time. That's well, and it sounds like that's probably it. Kind of allowed it to happen. It kind of allowed it to breathe. Uh, but Cody was Cody. No, I mean Nick. Nick Con works for WWE. Well, the Dick Con, whatever the cons, the the Coke Con, Cokey Con, yeah, Cokey Con allowed it to happen. If you remember, Cody's first big match was an AEW. Of the two matches you liked of his, it it was All Out or All In, whatever the first one was we were at. Right, um, it was before AEW. Which wasn't a con production; that was a Cody production. Right, I, I agree. I I agree that that that's true. It, it's Cody's Cody's view. I I do agree with that, and that was obviously some of the issues that they that they had and why why it couldn't work out for him. But I'm I'm very much looking forward to Cody Rhodes. You know, he cut a, a, a cut a pretty good promo Monday night yesterday. I thought it started and, strong, uh, and then I was eh, I got out of it. Of course, you're already you're already, uh, you're already out on this guy. You know, I, I was I, told you, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I mentioned this on Twitter. Did you ever see the episode of Seinfeld? I know you're not a big Seinfeld guy, where uh, you know Jerry's dating the girl with the shadows. Ever you know, sometimes she looks pretty, 
Sometimes she doesn't, but it depends on the lighting oh, of where she's sitting. Yeah, yeah, the lighting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how Cody is to me. I look at Cody, and I'm like, this guy's a douchebag. And then, like, I hear him talking in press conferences, and I'm like, there isn't a guy I hate more than this dude. And then, you know, he'll go out, and he'll have a great match, or he'll, he'll you know, go point out that he's living his dream, or he's doing this, and I'll be like, I really like this guy. I think this guy's awesome. I'm a big Cody fan. And then a minute later, you know, he does something. I'm like, this guy's a douchebag. I can't get behind him. So I, I was listening. You know, I was listening to your guys, Lagreca and Bully Ray, and Lagreca said it. He's he he's working on, and in, in, in WrestleMania was a big step in him erasing the polka dots that Dusty had to wear. Yeah, and that was what Race his promo was all about. And then that was what his promo was about last night. Was, but I'm just saying he's he's a, a very unlikable person who is he, sometimes tells stories that make him likable. Is he going to be good enough to get the, I mean, to get the match? Like, is he going to get a world title? Is he that good? I don't know if that's who this character is. Oh, I think it has like, to be. And, that's know, what he is. That's what he's built it as, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, you just got to tell a story to get there, and I think he could tell that story. Um, but listen, again, I if Brock Lesnar couldn't win that match the other night over Roman Reigns, then how the hell is Cody going to beat him? That's what I want to know. How can you honestly well, tell me that Cody can win that? He's got to. He's got to. Everything he's right. Better you know, it's just one of those times. Somebody's going to have to beat Lesnar. I mean, Lesnar doesn't stay. Or I'm sorry, uh, Roman doesn't stay undefeated forever. I mean, yeah. it's going to happen, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Cody can hold the fans and keep them from booing him. That's going to be the biggest part. Right. It's going to be Cody versus the ability to not become a heel. Yeah, that's by, a good point. By his national douchebaggery. Because yeah, you can wear that out. They're in the in the minor leagues, as you call it. Uh, he his he wore out his welcome real 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 quickly. He right? did, and I was done with him. I was actually I found it to be the most interesting thing on the AEW show that I would keep tuning in because I wanted to see what would happen, you know, as the fans would boo him to see if he, he would change um, if he was playing them or what the case was. But in the end, it turns out he's just really that in self-involved with himself that he, uh, you know, just doesn't quite fit the mold. So how is the champion Charlotte along with the, um, the challenger Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown women's championship? It was okay. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was there. It was all right. I'm not a big Charlotte Flair fan. You know, I, I some argue, I mean, she's the best female wrestler out there, and I just don't see it. I, I see her work as sloppy, and, you know, her matches go like 18 and a half minutes for Ronda Rousey, who was an MMA fighter. You know, I mean, think Brock Lesnar yeah. in a female division. And Charlotte Flair, who's who's a big, powerful woman, like, it doesn't need to be 18 and a half minutes. That, that, that's excessive. You know, if they could have told a story and say nine minutes right. or 12 minutes, it might have been tighter and it might have been a better told story and it might have been a better match. But, I mean, they went 18 minutes with this. And I guess they were trying to give them a WWE main event. Because you know the uh, the final match was going to be you didn't know what you were going to get. It wasn't a match. You know, yeah, Belgia. So yeah, I, I mean it was okay. It was there. Like I can't say it was a bad match because it wasn't. 
I can't say it was a good match. As the dude says, it was a meh match. It was a match. Yeah. Um. Well, all right then. I I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that when I so you know looking at the card here. I I'm the next two matches that I watch will be Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, and then Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda, because those I haven't seen. And then um, I tried to like I watched parts of the Owens and Stone Cold thing, and I'm like, well, all right, this is gonna be a match. It's gonna be a match now. Um, and then I oh, you I, were still hoping it wasn't gonna be a match. I could tell I you were on the. I couldn't. Like, I hope they the don't morning. have a match because, and I want to prove Al wrong. No, Al. My thing about that was I, I mean, when I, I, the first promo that I saw about it was when Stone Cold came riding down, you know, they released that on, on a Tuesday morning or something. I don't even know. And I'm like, oh, let's watch this. And there's Stone Cold riding down in one of those, you know, Polaris's or whatever the hell you call them. And comes to a stop and jumps out and he goes, I'm going to show up and we're going to have a chat, you know, and it call it a brawl, call it this. And I'm like, what are they doing? They're having a podcast. I didn't, I honestly didn't know what it was. Like, and I don't know. Did you think I was tearing on it? Like, I just didn't know. I thought they were, I thought it was going to be a fucking podcast off. I didn't know what, I thought it was like a few years ago when Hogan in the rock, when Hogan in the rock and uh, stone cold were all in the ring at the same time. I thought it was like that. Like, let's bring the old guy back in. I didn't think he was getting ready to throw fisticuffs like what he did. But then again, I wasn't paying as much attention. Like, apparently, like, you knew more than I did about it. That was all. Well, maybe I took it wrong. I, I felt like you were, you were doubting because your sources were saying it wasn't going to be a match. No, I had no sources. I didn't know what the fuck it was. You have sources. I was you, asking I mean, even you. Even if you're not watching, you have sources. I, I was you, asking you. listen you. to your Tazes and your Del Grecos. I haven't listened to him in... I listened to them more the last weekend because it's WrestleMania weekend than I have in months. So, like, well, it turned out it was a match. So it Owens, was a great match. I watched the package introducing it, and Owens has been calling him out for months, right? Like he's yes. been calling him out long before that. He started yeah. tearing on Texas. He's tearing on him, like, and I know that Owens has had great respect from him from years ago, and I think he's been trying to do this for quite a few years, right? Well, no, Steve Austin hasn't wanted to wrestle. Like but, he's been but, happy just being retired. But Owens wanted. But, to. Why did Why did Stone oh, Cold come back? Well, I think money. I think Texas, and I think he believed with Kevin Owens. He, he I think he trusted Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's a good could, point. could give him what he needed to get, and uh, I think everyone delivered in that aspect. Uh, it says a lot about Kevin Owens, um, and, and what uh, somebody like Steve Austin thinks of him. You know, he, he's, he's a guy who uh, doesn't have the looks uh, uh, to be like uh, the centerpiece of a wrestling show. But yet, you know, here he is in the main event of WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, and a no holds barred match. And uh, it was tremendous. It was good. Yeah. It, I mean, it was nostalgic. Stone Cold, when I first, uh, the first five minutes, the first couple minutes in the match, I'm like, wow, Steve Austin is in slow motion. Like, this is going to suck. Um, but I mean, it, it got there. It got there. And it was. It got there good. You think kind of the rust came off? He kind of stretched out a little bit. Got a little loose. Yeah. 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 Shirt never came off. I noticed that. Well, thank that. I, as a forty-two-year-old man myself, like I, I wouldn't re- wrestle without a shirt. Oh, his shirt didn't come off. I don't know if you noticed that either. 
Well, yeah. Owen, I mean, there's reason Owen's shirt didn't come Has off. Has it ever? I, but I was surprised Stone Cold's shirt didn't come off, though. I thought there would be a moment where he, he finally would tear the shirt off and, uh, you know, get a pop. Because, I mean, how bad could it be? I mean, I mean, Ric Flair used to wrestle with those man titties, uh, you know, when he was in his 60s. So He looked like he was having a hell of a lot of fun at the end of that thing. He did, yeah. And Owen's did. so many – like, I'm with you on that, Al. And I think uh, – forgive me if I'm wrong here. But um, but Kevin Owens did a really great job. Did a really great job of having him there, like uh, putting him over through it, right? Like helped yeah to carry carry the old fella. And Breaking news a- from uh, Fox News: um, Teen Idol dead at seventy nine. Bobby Randall, sixties Teen Idol, uh, uh, bye bye Birdie, gone. Oh, wow. I have no idea who that is. Never seen that. I, I thought it was funny, you know, the former Teen Idol. The guy's 79 years old. Uh, team, anyway. Teen Idol, dead at 79. I mean, but there's – so if he's 79, then, like, the 59-year-olds out there are like, oh, I loved him when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably check on our parents. The dude point. says it. He never got to go on his, out on his terms. Not the Teen Idol. We're talking about Stone Cold. So right. I think this was a fun way to put a stamp on his 19 years, year career later at home. That's probably what the sell was, and that's probably what. Well, hell, I'll do that. God damn it. I'll, don't call it a match. You said that, Al, and that, that hit me. I know, I know you thought I was playing it wrong, but that's what you told me a few days before. You said Stone Cold is, hasn't wanted to call it a match in case it, in case it turns out to be um, – Undertaker and HBK in Saudi Arabia or whatever, whatever went really shitty over there, you know, right? Or the day of the night, you know, the day of the show, he can't go or three minutes into the match, you know, yes. he, he blows his knee out or right, something, right, you know, right, 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 right. They wanted to undersell and over deliver and that's what they did. Yep. And that was the story of this WrestleMania. Look, a lot of people weren't into this WrestleMania going into it. Yeah, You know, a week prior, uh, you know, somebody said, I, I think our buddy Andrew said, it doesn't feel like WrestleMania week. And I'm like, it doesn't. And I said, I think this is going to be one of the better WrestleManias. And you did. of course, I was proven right. You said because, it. Because, uh, yeah. you know, they under they, they undersold and over-delivered. And it was great. I mean, and that was just night one. I mean, there was a buzz. You, Finally, there was a buzz after night one that, wow, WrestleMania might be something special this year. Do you think he drank too many beers at the end? Is that too many beer celebration or just the right amount? Just the right amount. You can never okay. have too many bear celebrations. Do you think that, like, um, what's his name? It's not uh, Byron Sexton. Like, that must have been one of the greatest moments of his career to get to go up there to get stunned. Yeah, like, I think getting stunned by Stone Cold in the, in, in the ring in a celebration is an amazing moment. That is, and that was the it last was, well, time. It was a callback. It was a callback to a couple of years ago with the uh, pandemic WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. That's right. I think it, it might have been a Raw or something, but it was a, it was an empty arena pandemic episode where they brought in Stone Cold Austin, Steve Austin, and he uh, stunned Byron Saxton okay. a couple times. And poor Byron Saxton didn't learn his lesson. You know, you don't get, you don't go into the ring um, and drink beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin unless you're his brother. The the play by play guy with him is does he have a Sirius XM show that I was catching the, today? The play by play guy. He said that uh, right after, soon after that, he looked at he looked right at him, and he goes, "Come to the ring, Stone Cold." Yeah. And this guy doesn't drink, and he yeah. goes, "Am I going to have to say no to a beer?" 
and the whole right. crowd is I, I'm going to get booed by 77,000 people because I am the, the heel for saying no. And all of this ran through his mind. Stone Cold's brother was right behind him. He was looking at his brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's when his brother got in the ring with him. But um, he, said awesome. that, he said that the Byron thing wasn't, it wasn't known. Like Byron didn't know it until Stone Cold looked at him. And then he said, all right, and went in for, the, for that. So that's pretty cool. Wow. I don't know. Improvising. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. That whole was, and then, yeah, Stone Cold's brother comes in the ring. And then, you know, he has a drink with his brother, and he gives his brother a look like maybe he's going to stun the brother, which would have been hilarious. Oh, it'd have been great. I wish they, I wish they'd have practiced that. That'd have been fun. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that, it was fun. I, I felt like I was twenty, twenty-two years old, Al. Watching. And before we get, before we get to night two, let's talk a minute about the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I watched the Hall of Fame at, at work without the sound, which is pretty much meaningless. Yep. You know, it's just guys standing around, and then The Undertaker giving a a, a speech, a corporate speech. Um, but uh, I, I went home and watched it in its entirety, and it, it was good. You know, you had the uh, Creepy Vader family, they came out, and then you had the Steiners. I, I thought and, the kid uh, did a really good job, Al. I thought Vader's kid was great. Indeed. Yeah, no, he was all right. They, I didn't uh, know that he wrestled. He was in NXT for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy he shit. Never went anywhere. But yeah, right, right. But still, okay. But I don't know. But go ahead. Uh, you can keep rolling. The Steiners. I thought the Steiners did a nice uh, short one. I did, too. Uh, I, th- I thought Rick. I, th- I liked Rick a lot. Yeah, yeah. Rick was funny. And then uh, Charmel, you know, I mean, that it was a very nice short, you know, pithy. Um, yeah, speech. Yeah, but then it got you know it got to the Undertaker and, and Wait, hang on. I, what what did, what did you think of the Shad? That one hit me well, like yeah. that was tough. Yeah, it was sad. It was yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was okay. sad with it the was. kid. But you know, you, uh, I know, with I know. Diane Warrior out there, it's just easy to fast forward. Well, yeah, I I get that. I I'm happy that Shad got his moment. But you've always said to me that the the first Warrior Award that the Warrior was planning was. To be for like uh, the the guy setting up the ring, yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah. the guy he behind wanted, the like, scenes, the trainer, the this guy and that guy, but it's all, now it goes to stories only. Like, yeah, they can have to, the like, stories, but I, I do, I do want that award to help the folks that work behind the scenes, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, at this point, make it the Howard Finkel Award and yeah. give it to you know the yeah. the, the staff. That's a good point. You know, yeah, that's whether it be a referee or, or or the seamstress who you know, like the Undertaker talked up. Um, okay, yeah. So now uh, on to Undertaker. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut cut you off. So I was watching the Undertaker thing from work, and, and like everybody oh, seemed to, to like it, but one guy uh, disliked it. So I hit him up. I'm like, hey man, well, like, what, why why are you saying this is bad? Because I can't picture not liking a Hall of Fame speech regardless. So you're watching and you see somebody on Twitter or on social yeah. saying, oh, what the shit's going on here? One of, the, one of those fantasy wrestlers I'm involved with. Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it, he, he was down on it. And he's like, you know, he's, he's like, hey, I wanted a, a, a speech um, that was more from the heart. And what Undertaker did felt like a corporate speech, you know. Like he gave his uh, five keys to success. But he's the Undertaker. Uh, he's Paul. And, like he, oh. 
And yeah, you know what? I, I, I argued with the guy for a bit, and I'm like, well, I'm arguing with you, but I haven't watched it. And I went home and I watched it, and although I disagreed with the fact that he, he disliked it, I, I, I enjoyed what he did. I understood what he was, his gripe was and what he was saying. You know, I wish it was more of a Ric Flair-type speech where the guy goes up there and he just rambles on about all the people he's worked, he's worked with, he tells stories, you know, he shares some laughs. And when you think about it, he really didn't talk much about any of the other wrestlers. He barely briefly told stories, but it very much was a, it was like a NFL Hall of Fame speech or like, a, you know, you, you go, you hire the undertaker to give a speech at a corporate event. You know, here are the keys to success. And uh, I, I thought that was prevalent and that was a fair criticism. The stylistic nature of his speech was very well produced it was very written, and, you know, he obviously took some, like, corporate training on speaking. Because I don't think he's naturally a charismatic dude. Like, you know, The Undertaker never had to be charismatic. He just had to put makeup on and grunt a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like the Ed Wood, you know, uh, fuck, uh, fuck about, uh, you know, uh, where he's yelling right. about the monster. It's not uh, like he's been the out guy there who practicing. Has to play Frankenstein versus the guy who's played Dracula. Right. Like, you'll see videos of Mark Merrow now out there doing inspirational speeches where he has the headset on like that, and he's walking yeah. around stages. And that's kind of what Undertaker did, but it's not like he's been practicing that. That's a great point, Al. It's not like he's been doing that for 10 years out there talking like that and walking sure. around the stage. I did like that they used that as a device for him, though. I felt like it, I did too. I, I felt like it worked really well. And the fact that he had that on, like you heard him and him and Vince say, I love you to each other, you know, like I thought, yeah. I thought that was a cool addition to that. Um, I, I was in, I was in on it. I, I, I get what you're saying with the, with the, the corporate speak and what have you, but I mean, that's who Mark Calloway is. That's who, what the undertaker is like. He, he always worked hard for that company to do that, to be yeah. the best that he could be at all times. I don't know. And, and that's how I felt about it. Like, this is what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought he delivered in what he wanted to do. And, yeah. and sure, I would have liked a lot more backstage stories and, sure. you know, stuff from the road. Um, you know, Mick Foley's daughter posted that, she, you know, she was upset that Mick that. Foley didn't get mentioned, uh, which, which is, again, that's fair criticism. Uh, but, but then again, he didn't really mention a lot of dudes, just, you know, uh, his his bone skull crew. Yeah, and he didn't really tell any stories about wrestling. It was more he about his you know his family and his 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 journey as a professional wrestler. Does he have a Does he have a toddler like a kid that's one or under? Is that who he pointed yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. Wow, they have a kid that yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Whew. I get tired as the dad of a three year old at forty two. Let me just tell you that. Yeah. Whew. Big man. Ooh, that's awesome. I thought it was fantastic, Al. Uh, and then Taker being Taker left that door open just a tad, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Didn't he? He did. What did he say? And never say never. Never say never. Yeah, awesome. and, which is a perfect segue because night two of WrestleMania mm-hmm. starts with Triple H coming to the ring and leaving his boots in the ring. Yeah. A long-standing tradition in wrestling symbolizing retirement. So, uh, you know, that's how night two kicks off. Well, and I texted uh, you when I started watching it because it was later, and I go, is Triple H coming out here to unretire? And you're yeah. like, no, it's the opposite. Like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Which is a shame because, man, the, the, 
There was so much pre-built in for a Cody Triple H WrestleMania yeah. match next year. The timing. I mean, yeah. H can't go. Like, never <laughs> say never. Uh, yeah, true. I mean, uh, who? It's yeah. probably not a good idea. It's probably, probably not going to happen. I, I mean, I still knowing that Stone Cold came out and did what he did. Like, I didn't want him to do that. Like, I don't know. I, I obviously have gotten old. If I was twenty, I'd be like, get your ass out there. Let's go. Yeah, are you over that? Because you argued with me for like two days on that, too. What? On what? You're like, I don't want to see Stone Cold wrestle. Oh, he's too old. I don't want him to get I hurt. Prob- I, prob- I worry about him. I prob- Calmer than you are. I probably texted it twice to you. Oh, probably no, there was twice. like a whole chain. There was a whole oh, chain. A whole chain. A whole chain. I had to let it go. That, I mean, that was one that I had to stop or it would have kept going. I also let it go. As well, because neither of us, neither of us can can not have the last word. That's so that's things that. can go on for hours. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep here. Uh, Al, uh, yeah, I thought he was great. It was it was nice to see that. Very nice to see that. Um, so yeah. do we do we wipe off the first two matches then now, or can we talk about no 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 role? this one I had uh, so my plan my plan was to uh, um, wake up at 5 every day, this, the next couple of days. Wake up at 4 or 5. Wake up about 3, 3 or 4, so I could do shopping, do that kind of stuff. And uh, I wanted to get to my uh, noodle place. I wanted to get to Chicago Ramen. But uh, I woke up at 7 o'clock. I don't know. All wait, my safe fails. Hang on. I wait, thought I was, wait, which night did you wake up at 7? Sunday You know, night, I'm mixing night up two? the nights because – yeah, that was Monday because I woke up and Ross started. Oh, you um, woke up for Ross. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday was the night everything screwed up. Well, let me tell I you though, I if took... you slept until seven yesterday, you needed that sleep. So. Yeah, I mean, I took a sleeping pill eh. so I could get eight hours. And well, I set an alarm right at the eight hour mark, which would have been like four o'clock. And I woke up, and it was one of those where you're like, you're laying in bed, and you're like, man, I really feel awake. Like, I got all the sleep I need, and the alarm isn't even going off yet. I'm early. And, you know, the and the last time I looked at the clock, it was a half an hour before the alarm went off. And I look again, and it says 7. And I'm like, no fucking way. My whole day is ruined. So, But the day of WrestleMania, I got I zero right. sleep. I think that's fine that you got that extra sleep, and you didn't get the other things done. Just so you know that. Yeah. I think the sleep, like, sometimes you got to be able to say, all right, yeah, I slept in, but at that point, like, I needed that sleep, especially since you're saying now the night before for WrestleMania night two, you had zero sleep. sleep. Yeah. See, yeah. Right. I couldn't go to the ramen place because I had, I didn't have enough sleep. Chicago ramen, I, I, Chicago ramen yeah. in Des It's about a half an hour drive to yeah. Chicago ramen in Des but it's worth it. But you know, when you don't sleep, sometimes you get a little, like your reflexes get really bad. You're practically drunk. That's where I was. So I'm like, I can't drive all the way to Splains. So I'll go to my Cuban place. But the problem with the Cuban place is they treat it like you're actually in Cuba, and it takes an hour and a half to get your bill. So everybody was complaining. And, like, this poor – it wasn't the waitress's fault. There was one person working a lunch shift at 11 o'clock. Now, you're supposed to get a free uh, uh, sangria after 1 o'clock. And I ordered a sangria. I had a full sangria. And I was ready, you know, the clock passed the hour, and I'm like, well, let me get my, my free sangria. I couldn't get a, I couldn't flag her down. 
So I had one, I had a Cuban sandwich and I had a, a sangria oh. and then I got the hell out of there. That's their thing yeah. on the free sangria. They just don't come back to you to order. Right, right. They only hire, they have one lady working and she can't get around. Let me tell you, I used so, to work uh, for somebody who was big on things like these. Just, yeah. Yeah. Smart, smart business. Smart. So uh, I go home and I'm like, well, there's no way I'm going to enjoy WrestleMania. I'm going to be sleeping through this whole entire thing. And look, it managed to start, and I stayed with it all the way through the end. I ended up not sleeping. Nice. So So you did – you watched live uh, RK Bro uh, against the Street Profits? Yeah. Good good solid match. I love uh, love Randy Orton and Riddle together. And Alpha Academy. Sorry. Yep. Uh, The Alpha Academy. Uh, Shush! Uh, thank you. Shush. Shush. Um, I love those guys. I, I think Chad Gable is on fire right now, and uh, he's a lot of fun. And uh, He is you know, Chad Street Gable Pro- again? No, well, he's just Gable. The, uh, I don't know. Who cares? Okay. You, you, know, you, no, guys, you AEW not, people get so hung up with no, that. No, I just – is he Shorty J- Gable, or is he – He's not Shorty J. Okay, that just checking really out. That was regretful. Uh, oh, that was a mistake. Shorty G was a mistake. Who would have thought? Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was a good match. It really got the crowd going. Uh, the crowd was hot both nights. You know, I went to the same stadium for WrestleMania a couple of years ago, and it sucked. And by the end of the main, the main event, it was only one night. And everyone by the end tired. of the main event, everyone was so tired and bored that, like, you know, people people were cutting their wrists. Since really then. Were. Since then, you were talking about that. Like, we just split it into two nights. I think maybe it was once you went to Wrestle Kingdom or something. Like, once Kingdom started doing it. I think it was like, we'll split this up. Instead of having one six-hour night, let's have two three-and-a-half-hour nights. Right? Right. Exactly. And And the pandemic is the reason they started doing it this way, and they did it again this year, which is great. Yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that. So you think the crowd was a lot hotter than it was for years? Oh my god, if, it wasn't even. If I recall, your your uh, your takeover, your NXT takeover that Saturday night was the best, the best yeah. night that you had. That right? was the hottest crowd. That was uh, the most, best yeah. show. Yep, super enjoyable. Um, hey, right there. Yeah, baby. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get there. Don't worry about it. We'll play later. Chill. She just came in from dance class. I'm sorry, Clark. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the crowd was a lot hotter tonight, that night, uh, April 3rd, WrestleMania 38. And uh, it was good. It was good. So that was a perfect way to start the show. Then you move into Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Omos is like uh, 7'3". He's a very large human being. Didn't it seem like this could have been a chance for Omos to uh... – to get a big push as the big guy and, and get the win here? Did that seem – is that what it seemed like to you coming in? Well, I mean, I think that was the question. It's what made it interesting. But Bobby Lashley goes into the ring, and uh, he shows Almas that even though the guy's 7'3", and he's been dominating everybody, when it comes to world title-level competitors, he's not ready yet. And they followed up that story on Monday night by finishing the story – where, um, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley comes to the ring with his manager, MVP, and, uh, you know, because Bobby Lashley wanted to have that match by himself without MVP at ringside, mm-hmm. Almas comes down to the ring, and uh, MVP hits Bobby Lashley from behind, and now uh, MVP is managing Almas, which makes a lot of sense. 
So now you have the oh. big guy with a with a voice piece and uh, you know uh, direction yep. in his career. Okay. So you can make the argument that you know he he was lost before, and now that he has a manager, he he could beat guys like Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. and that's probably setting up a rematch of sorts. Yep. So uh, it was good storytelling, and uh, I thought the right guy won. You know, Almas could have won, and there's reasoning to. Um, you know, keep the giant undefeated to keep him, you know, uh, this, this unstoppable force. But the fact is, I mean, he's seven, three and he's not great in the ring and we've seen that fail before. So let's not get too excited about it. Let, let's, let's cool our jets a little bit and, and show that almost does have a ceiling and let's see if he could, if he could bust through that ceiling, especially now oh. with representation of a manager. So, um, that very good. That makes it was sense. fun. That that's, that's smart. Um, Six before, and a half minutes, perfect time for the match. That's great. I mean, yep. everything was perfect with it. Before we go on to the next one, I want to know, I know your thoughts as a, as a pro wrestling fan, as sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, it's fine. Um, what, um, what are your thoughts on the franchise uh, Jackass, the Jackass franchise? I've never, I've never sat through an entire movie of Jackass. I, I think it's disgusting. I think people running around hurting themselves on purpose. I don't see the humor in it. I don't see the joy in it. I mean, I absolutely, it's a void of humanity. I want no part of. So do you want to just, do you want to just move on? Do you want to just move on past the next match? No, I mean, I'll talk about it. I mean, it was a circus. I'm watching this, thinking this is disgusting. This is what horrible. I do, what I do know is that you do enjoy seeing a circus built and, and shown. Like you circus, do enjoy a spectacular. Spectac- what's the word I'm looking for? A spectacular. A spectacular. There were, I think there were we got to talk. We got to have a wordle section on this show, Al. That'll get over with everybody. They, 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 this this Knoxville was throwing bowling balls into the other guy's testicles. Uh, there there was. All kinds of gadgets. Finally, the giant hand slap out of nowhere made me laugh. <laughs> you know, then I was like, all right, you know, I'm not going to be a curmudgeon. I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is. You know, I like Yano matches in New Japan, which are the joke matches right. there, the yeah. comedy. All right. I'm glad, I'm mind- glad you were able to enjoy it because, I mean, it's obnoxious to a wrestling fan, I would gather, right? Like, Yeah. I don't like comedy and wrestling. But I tolerate it. I think in small doses, it makes sense. And, you know, they wanted to do a comedy segment on WrestleMania. There should be a comedy segment on WrestleMania. This was it. And it was funny. It delivered. Um, a lot of people are saying it was the second best, best match of the night. It's getting what? high praise. Um, wow. well, I can't because... wait to hear Jim Cornette talk about it. But, <laughs> yeah. Um... You know, because he's probably in the camp I'm in. I thought it was, it was too long and it was only 14 minutes. If it was seven minutes, I think I would have really enjoyed it. But uh, there was a time where I'm like, all right, enough with the damn gadgets. Let's just get this thing over with. Yeah. But people truly liked it. And I'm not about killing people's joy. I'm not a killjoy. Um, even though I hate just about everything in the world, um, I do uh, respect that other people enjoy things. What's the side That's baseball? Good. That's great. I can't tolerate. All right. Um, That's great to hear. I'm going to reference LeGreca brought because I watched it all. And I'm like, I'm in. I mean, I don't. I didn't see the most recent Jackass movie, but we've. I've watched them all, and the silliness that people put themselves through. I can. I can watch and have a good time with silliness. it. Silliness. The, the, we're getting hurt. The dumbassery, like just dumb. So that's kind of where I was like, all right. Like at first, it, the match happening, I'm like, this is going to be the dumbest fucking thing, 
and then I'm in. And I'm going to reference Busted Open, listening to Dave LaGreca talk about it. He said, listen, I didn't like it at all. I thought that's ridiculous. There's a giant mousetrap out there, you know, everything. And he goes, but the people that I was watching with, that with me, jackass fans, you know, like people enjoyed it. It served its purpose, Al. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that, like, that, that, you know, you, you can see that and that that's, yeah. that's what it is. I have no problem, you know, with things that, as long as it doesn't become overkill. Um, you know, not everybody loved the cinematic match with The Undertaker uh, I, and, and AJ Styles a couple years ago. Really? Uh, I thought that was fantastic. So I thought that one like, hit, I thought that one surprised people. I thought it hit pretty well with most. Yeah, it had its criticism. It definitely, I think more people, I think the same thing with this. I think more people enjoyed it that didn't. Oh, and even the hard-ass curmungeons tolerated it, like myself. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um, yeah, so then it was Naomi and Sasha Banks uh, against Carmella and Queen Zelina, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler for the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. It went 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was all right. I mean, it was more, I think it was more about the entrances. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the Liv Morgan Liv and, and Rhea, the Rhea, uh, their S&M uh, outfit going there. And, uh, you know, Carmella with the bridal wear and uh, Sasha coming to the ring, um, uh, getting the vehicle and Naomi uh, with, the, with the hair and then the, the colors and the outfits. I mean, this was very much uh, I think more about about the presentation than the match itself. Yep. Um, the match itself was decent, and uh, Naomi and Sasha winning uh, makes sense. And you know, they, they, those girls need to be involved in something, mainly Sasha. You know, she's a star, and uh, you know, she was involved. So it's also like Natalia should always be on a WrestleMania. I mean, she's put in so much time and effort with that company, and. You know, Carmella has been a centerpiece of television for a while now. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. Good. Yep. I'm glad everyone was involved. Yeah. I'm glad that was on the main show as opposed to like a pre prelim. Ten minutes, fifty seconds. Like it seems like they Perfect. they got it done in that time, and it was great. Um, Edge uh, had a match with AJ Styles, a singles match then. As the promo showed us all, like he 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 hadn't had anybody, and then AJ Styles came out in their first promo yeah. together, and Edge then just clocked him, just started beating the shit out of him, turned into this. He went from being the fun husband with Beth Phoenix in the last pay per view, the last big pay per view, to now he's pissed off Edge, right? Right. And he needed AJ well, to come and be strong. This was this was sold as like going to be the match that was to steal WrestleMania. It was going to be your Savage Steamboat. It was going to be the best wrestled match on the card. Um, it was given the most time out of any match over the course of the two nights, going 24 minutes. One of only two uh, matches over 20 minutes. Yeah, and uh, I, I didn't I didn't love this match. I didn't think it was a, anything special. Uh, I thought it was just another match on the card that probably went too long. That's. Exactly what I was going to say. I watched it and I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't completely in through most of it. And most of the matches I've watched, I absolutely was. So, yeah, even the storytelling for it wasn't great. Everyone thought it was going to deliver the rank and it didn't. 
It did. Yeah. You know, those guys are those guys are getting up there in age, and yep. you know. Yep. Yeah, I agree. AJ walks out bleeding. You know, he hit his head on the entranceway. Oh, so yeah. it already starts. I mean, that was an omen that this was just going to be bad. Yeah, when when Goldberg did that, things didn't go well. You know? Yeah. Um, Bad side. The New Day uh, had a tag team match with Sheamus and Rich Holland. It went a minute Butch. and 40 seconds. Yeah. It was supposed to be the night before. It got bumped for time. So obviously they just uh, threw it in here and oh, didn't give it any time. That's what happened. And uh, yeah, what bumped it? Well, I think uh, whatever things went along the night before, and they just they chopped it. I mean, look, it didn't have a lot of story going into it. It wasn't an important match. Um, I'm glad they didn't just try to get you know just force another ten minutes out in this show. Um, sometimes things need to get cut. Sometimes, you know good people who deserve better are going to be left off a show. I mean, you know, Finn Balor wasn't even on the show either night. It's going to happen. It's going to happen and it happened here and it's, uh, it's wrestling. And, uh, you know, they're obviously going somewhere. This Seamus, Ridge Holland and Butch um, pairing is uh, kind of fun to watch. They look like newsies. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, the very angry uh, European people. And uh, I, I want to see where they're going to go with this. Okay. All right. Yep. Fair. Um, let's see where that goes. Uh, I like, basically, they just, they gave the New Day their entrance. You know, their shout out to Big yeah. E. And said, all right, go in there and let's ha- have a pin. And then we'll go home. Right. And then the next match. Um, Austin Theory, uh, Mr. McMahon's pupil, uh, against Pat McAfee, the former punter and uh, announcer for wrestling. That's right. Former uh, Indianapolis Colts punter. Um, showed the world, man, that even punters are athletes uh, because this guy, like, uh, uh, was flawless out there. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a million dollars. Doing some flips. Um, like, Every time this guy's gotten in the ring, he looks like a, like a, a veteran, and uh, that's impressive, man. Yeah. Big sure. entrance, came out with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. He punted a ball. You know, the Black Keys. I know you're a big Black nope, Keys not, fan. not the Black Keys. It was actually the, the White Stripes. Oh, the White Stripes. Okay. Yeah, Seven yeah. Nation Army. Seven Nation right. Army, yeah, the yeah. White Stripes. Um, I... Awesome that they spent the money to go with the white stripes. I like it. And the whole crowd. Yeah, all those fans chanting, sound the same. The whole crowd chanting that. It's funny because uh, Jack White has this, like, hatred of uh, of Dan Auerbeck of the Black Keys. He wouldn't let their kids go to the same school in Nashville. All kinds of weird shit between them. So. Yeah, well, people confuse the two. I mean, they're, they're the same. Nobody right? confuses the two. I just did. What do you, you mean do. nobody? You calling me a nobody, Lawrence? You do. He said that Dan Auerbeck and the Black Keys were riding on his coattails. So maybe maybe there's something to what you're saying. All right, fair. Yep. Um, uh, he, he went against Austin Theory in a match, and they had the match, and Pat McAfee beat Mr. McMahon's pupil. Yeah, pinfall, nine minutes, 40 seconds. Um, McMahon was very upset. You know, he gets to the ring, and it's like, oh, I know where this is going. And I was excited for it. And I'm like, it better happen. And uh, 
I didn't and, think uh, he'd go tank top. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. He teased taking off the shirt, and then he actually fucking did it. That was amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, so Mr. McMahon gets to the ring, and he, you know he tells Austin Theory like, "Listen, this is how you do it. Let me show you how to get it done." And then, so uh, then Pat McAfee uh, doesn't have just one WrestleMania match. He no, has he's got two. two. So they, they call they call the special teams back out there, and the, the punter's got to come back in. And uh, this time he's facing Mr. McMahon in a match where, of course, Austin Theory jumps Pat McAfee from behind. McMahon gets the upper hand, and um, through some shenanigans, and uh, some dirty dealings, Mr. McMahon defeats Pat McAfee um, in three minutes and 45 seconds. You know, uh, give credit to Pat McAfee. Uh, he lasted longer than the New Day. Props there. True. Uh, I was I was Vince, all in on all of it. I, I was in watching it. Hook Vince McMahon, 76 years old. You know, he gets in the ring and uh, uh, he looks like a 76-year-old man. It works out. Yep. And... Uh, you know, what's there to say about it? He, he, he wins the match, and uh, something has to happen. And, you know, I know what's, what's about to happen. Um, I think most of the people knew what uh, – anybody over 40 knew what was going to happen. It was going to you know, happen. For years, you had Vince McMahon, and you had uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they had, they had this long feud that lasted the, through the 90s. It was the best feud in wrestling, and uh, – you just you were ready for the glass to break, and uh, McMahon and, and uh, uh, what's his name were celebrating, Did, and they draw they drew it out to the point where you almost like something might not happen here, and then all of a sudden the glass breaks. Yep, and out comes Steve Austin. And it happened, and more beers were drank, more stunners, more beers were drank. More stunners were given. The worst stunner in the history of all stunners was the final stunner. Vince McMahon forgot how to do it, and he, he went down early, and then he tried to bounce off the ropes, and then, yep. then Austin yep. fell on him, oh. and Austin just laughed it off. <laughs> he did. He's like, it doesn't matter what happened. Like It doesn't matter yeah. how bad that went. Who gives a shit? It was great. The, the mistake yeah. was fine. Who gives a shit? It, was it, made, it brought some humor to the situation, which was meant to be humorous to begin with. Yes. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I did think that McMahon, when, um, they first played, uh, they first played Austin Theory's match or music when he won, when he beat McAfee. And it looked like McMahon thought that was going to be the glass breaking. Yeah. Did you catch that? I did. He the music started, and he looked at their entranceway. Like, yeah, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. But then, then he like, waited, and then when the music really hit, he sold the shit out of it like Mr. McMahon always has. It was yeah. fucking great. But it wasn't the last stunner given, if you recall, because he invited oh, Pat really? McAfee up for a beer. And it's just funny. By that point, it's like anybody who's going to start chugging a beer wide open to to Stone Cold, like it's here it yeah. comes. It, but that's like a rite of passage at that point, it feels. You know, Byron getting his the night before. McAfee, oh, get, yeah. McAfee wanted a fucking stunner right there. Absolutely. Amazing. Just amazing. A lot of fun. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed WrestleMania. I'm glad that we recapped it. It was a lot of fun. What a hell of a show, man. Are you forgetting about the main event purposely or? Oh, wait. What happened? Yes. Go, I'm just fucking with you. But, All right. Yep. 
Um, so well, Roman Reigns is the universal champion. Paul Heyman is his uh, his is he an advocate still? Uh, he's a uh, high chief. And he went up against Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion. And these belts are equal, or is one bigger than the other? Well, they should be equal. Okay, these are equal belts equal held by belts. Brock Lesnar, who's the beast incarnate. Brock Lesnar, former UFC champion, multi-time right. WWE champion, against Roman Reigns, the universal champion. Um, these guys have had many matches before, but none like this, where they're both the champion, and one of them's the head of the table, right? Well, Roman Reigns had never beaten Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It was 0-2, and um, I never faced off. Didn't they have a three-way? Where, didn't they have a match where, uh, do you count that? The one where Seth uh, cashed in? No. No, so so he's 0-2. Were there three matches, though, at WrestleMania, including that? I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. Anyway, it doesn't. that doesn't matter. That's semantic. Whatever. Well, yeah. he, he hasn't beaten Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns has never beaten Brock Lesnar in Mania. Right. So, uh, so you had that going in. For the first time ever, Brock Lesnar was the good guy. Roman Reigns was the bad guy. And uh, the crowd was on fire. I heard Charlie Hogan yelling from the rafters. Uh, I mean, it was just the uh, the perfect setup. It had a big match feel. You know, the entrance was great. The ring announcing was great. And then the match happened, and a lot of people don't like it because it was an average match. And I get that, but it turns out it looks like Roman Reigns probably was injured. Yeah. You know, he tore something early in the match. The match only goes 12 minutes, and uh, Roman Reigns wins kind of uneventfully. Uh, hitting a spare on Brock Lesnar and getting the pinfall. Um, I, even before I knew of the injury, actually defended the match, and I still will defend the match, that sometimes that's how endings should happen. You know, why make everything so predictable where every match goes 20 minutes, everyone kicks out of everyone's finisher, and there's no surprises. Here you had a guy get speared and he gets pinned, in a heavyweight title, they had a bunch of two pieces. They had a lot of false finishes, though. It was a typical Brock false finish match. There were false finishes, but there weren't a lot of them, and it, it wasn't to the point where you were just like false finish after false finish after false finish. I mean, they only went twelve minutes. Um, right. As you, you said, so the, you didn't get, the injury cost him five six minutes. I would gather. I would think so too. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it, it was fine having a short match where like. I mean, that happens. That's what UFC is. You watch a UFC show, the main event doesn't always deliver. You know, the hype may deliver, but when it comes to the actual match, and I know in wrestling, you know, you have the ability to deliver, but neither of these guys are that guy. Neither of these guys are the ones that are going to put on five-star matches. You know, they're going to give you an average, uh, you know, a three-star, four-star match at best. And, I mean, that's what they did. And it's – I'm sorry it didn't go longer, but I didn't hate it, and I thought it reaffirmed a lot of uh, – uh, it reset a lot of uh, nomenclatures in wrestling, a lot of uh, predictable things that happen. Um, and it, it, it kind of told a, a more basic story, which, you know, look, it's not Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Right. Absolutely. Could I... they have done more with it? Yes. 
but there was an injury, so we'll never know if there, right. there was more. That Absolutely. Was I never once thought Brock Lesnar was going to win this match. There was never a thought in my mind that Brock Lesnar would walk out with a, with a belt. Nor should he have. Nor should right. he have. So there was never a thought of that. There was no suspense on that for me. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's just you. I mean, there yeah. was legitimate questioning. Brock Lesnar, you know, you're not watching now, but Brock Lesnar's finally over with the fans as a face. Yeah, it's great. And people were enjoying it. Sure. So, you know, yeah, it, very easily they could so have that, pulled that's the trigger. Why, that's why, no, I don't think so. I don't think you can do that. They've spent all this time and money, and they finally have Roman Reigns over that they've been trying for ever to put over, and he's finally there. So they did what, yeah, I mean, they did what needed to be done, and sometimes that happens in football. Sometimes yeah. that happens in wrestling. You know, sure. did you really think the Bengals mm-hmm. were going to win the Super Bowl? I thought they could. I yeah, thought, but really, I thought they did could. you think they could? Yeah, I thought there could have been a chance of it. This, I didn't think anybody okay. anywhere was writing that Brock Lesnar could win that fucking match. So it was like an AEW main event. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Just that I, I wasn't I mean, as in I wasn't, the way rest. I don't know. It wasn't my thing. I don't know why. I wish it was. I wish that I'd have been yeah. into that match. I wish I would have been excited about it. I just I didn't. Yeah. I never I mean, felt like Adam Page. Yeah, I didn't feel there was there any hasn't percent. been an there hasn't been an Adam Page match. You haven't known who was going to win. Uh, well, he's been champion. That's I don't the know. same thing. I mean, sometimes it's just that you know that's who the champion is. That's yeah. where the story is. The you only, yep, and I guess that what I what I what I want to know about the future is like, there's only one place to go, and if you don't go with it, like if if the rocks music didn't hit after that that night, then what's next for Roman Reigns? Like I think you've told every fucking story. Cody Rhodes isn't going to impress me against Roman Reigns. Fucking, well, you don't know who hasn't gone against him. Like that's that. Like Bobby Lashley, he like that's over. Like I mean, what? Who? Who's left? Like what's next? I don't professional know. Professional wrestling. Yeah, that is. I don't know who's who's he going to face next year at WrestleMania as the head of the table because he's this unbeatable champion who needed to use a low blow and have Paul Heyman push the ropes in to help him defeat Brock Lesnar. But for some reason, they call him this unbeatable champion, even though he had to have help, like which AEW does oh, yeah. those mistakes too. AEW makes the same mistakes. You're right. But then that's wrestling. But is he the that's head Bobby of the table or, or now are, are you building another Brock match? Are we going to get Brock Reigns 16? Like, where are we going? We'll see. What's next? We Who, don't know. Who's good enough to beat him? That's the question. He's That's a, why we're tuning in. Roman yeah, Reigns is the greatest thing of all time. Is there anybody who can beat him? No. Yeah, this exact same thing happened with uh, if Brock uh, New Japan. It, then who can beat him? New Japan, Okada held the title for two years. He went through the entire roster twice. And, you know, you start questioning who's going to beat him. Who's going to beat him? That's good. I think Cody has a good chance at it. I would think Mr. McMahon I, I think, probably. He showed he can wrestle still. Maybe he'll come out and beat him. Like, I don't know. What, what do we do? No realistic but uh i'm just fucking yeah i mean i think cody has a great case really uh, you know you do you think you cody do, yeah. do you think if you put cody rhodes up against roman reigns cody rhodes from the minor leagues from the, as yeah. you said from the minor leagues welcome to the majors right. bitch 
um, the guy from the minors, you really yeah. think that you put him up against Roman, this Roman Reigns that Vince McMahon built, do you think that Vince McMahon is going to let Cody Rhodes, who built him fucking self in other places for the last six years, beat Roman Reigns? Bullshit. I'm not watching it. Like, I don't care. I don't think Okay, it's well, then you're not watching it. You don't care. But I don't, it think, absolutely I don't think there's happen. a chance. Like, even if you they don't built it. You don't think the point of wrestling is telling stories that are compelling yeah. and building guys up to make things happen, and that they're promoters, and they can make anything interesting, except Jinder Mahal as a world champion? Yeah, that one, that one was a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's better than, I, I tell you what, though, it's better than an AEW where I don't care who the world champion is because none of them are on that level. So Really? Yeah. None of them are on that level. Well, they're all at the know. same level. You, you Adam Page, um, Kenny Omega, uh, yeah, but, Moxley. But there, but there I know anybody can win. Like, Yeah, anybody can win because there's not a big star amongst them. Nah, I don't know. I don't think you. I don't think you have to build stars to make it interesting like that. You don't have to have. Super well, then stars. you're talking about a, a, you, a show that you can. A, you can build people in a longer way. Like let it build. I don't know. That's well, they let like. Hangman Page build for two years, and it's I mean, it's dull. I, I honestly don't get to watch. Like I don't get to watch enough to. I don't know. Maybe if I watched more. I'd be more interested in this Roman story. I just, I don't know. I'm not there. I'm sorry. And I know it's awesome. I know people love it. I know I heard the crowd. I saw it. People are finally all in on Roman Reigns. The guy who got booed everywhere. We booed him at shows together. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's been great because it's been great storytelling. He plays his character perfectly. His character fits you know, who he, how he carries himself, because he's always kind of come off as arrogant and heelish, even when he was, when he was coddling to like eight-year-olds, it felt like he wanted no part of me in his wrestling world. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, like, here's a guy who I want to boo, but yet he's all happy and go lucky, and he's there for the kids, and like, how can I, you know, how can I boo the guy that's happy and yeah, and I yet I can't share for him because I I don't like you know his presentation and he seemed very dismissive as me as a fan. But when he's a heel, I want to boo him because he comes off as an asshole and he wants me to boo him. So there's a connection there between the fan and the performer that that makes sense and fits. And you know the stuff with Paul Heyman is very good. The, the who's going to turn on who. I mean, there's a, just a lot of uh, interesting uh, aspects to the story. I mean, and now but, you add Cody into that mix. But Paul that, wasn't uh, going to... Tremendous story that's going to be told, who, who wants to live out his father's dream, but the bloodline is standing in his way. I mean, that absolutely could be a great match. I mean, that could be a SummerSlam main event. That could be a WrestleMania main event. I mean, they could build right it up now? over the course of a like, year. Are you ready now? Like, is Cody ready no. for that now? Like, he just left the no. minor leagues. He hasn't been up here with Cody. the big dog. He hasn't been here in the big dog's yard. No, absolutely not. He's not ready right now. It's right. not It's not. So then you've got to wait years for that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it could happen as soon as SummerSlam. How? I mean, they could get it there. How he can you get three, Cody four big there? matches. Who's... What are you going to do? Have Cody just come in and tear down your roster besides Roman and then Roman yes. kicks his ass? That's how wrestling – again, this is how wrestling works. Uh, 
Cody wrestled Owen, uh, Kevin Owens in a dark match after Raw. Um, Cody won that match. May, that might be where they're looking to go next. Wrestled uh, who? Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. In a dark match? Just, just hot off of the Austin deal? Yeah. That might be dangerous. They might have been testing it to see how the crowd responds to it. Because, again, I mean, you got to work. you got to be careful of accidentally turning Cody because Cody can accidentally turn himself. You put him up against a guy like Kevin Owens, who people generally like, um, that could be a problem. So maybe Sami Zayn next. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, you, you get there. And then all Cody has to do is win, like, a, uh, a ladder match. You know, a five-man ladder match for the number of contenders. Money in the bank. Uh, yeah. Exactly what money in the bank is. Yep. I mean, the dude could win money in the bank, and he could hold on to it for the entire year. I'd love Cody to be the money in the bank holder. Or in three months, they could have him competing for the 24-7 championship. I don't know. True. I don't think you invest that kind of money into a guy just to job him out. Uh, but you're right. I but, mean, he could be. He, but he, I don't know if he has it. I really don't. I think he... We'll see. We'll see what he has. Regardless, they paid him a lot of money. Did they? And they understand on how to get a return on it. I did. I did see that Vince and Bruce flew to him. That's pretty big. And it seems like he was able to uh, to have his request fulfilled. Like his music, it's still him and straight up yeah. him. Like nothing's different than the last time you saw him in AEW. Right. I don't know. It's weird. We'll see. Um, Very weird. Did you uh, did you get a chance to see one of your favorite tag tag teams in uh, them boys against uh, Dax and Harwood yet or whatever? There, I I hear it was uh, maybe the match of the weekend. Um, I have not seen Same. it yet. Same. Uh, I'm going to try to try to get a hold of that. But yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yep. Matter of fact, maybe I'll download that tonight. That'd be I fun. Mean, oh, that I hope. I hope that. I hope ROH can have something. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It's always tough when when someone like Tony Khan owns it, right? Like, it doesn't have the same feel to it. Am I wrong on that? Like, if the guy from AEW with all the money, like the, you know, the Jaguar and the soccer team owner, am I wrong to think that Ring of Honor can't have the same feel or can it? What do you think? Oh, I think it can. I think it can, yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor was about like independent wrestling, and I think Tony Khan, Chad Khan, whatever the hell his name is, he ha- I think he he has his ears. Chad is his he dad. understands. He understands what indie wrestling is, and uh, I think he understands it better than he understands the ma- major leagues. And uh, I, I think team there, uh, you know, some old deal. Um, oh yeah, that's right. It's not it's not Cody going to the WWE, but but it is it is a uh, good get for uh, for the con man. Sure, sure. I would agree with you. Um, <laughs> it's WWE. It's funny. I will say this: that I do believe that there is. is I, it's not a working relationship, but there is not a complete disdain for each company. Um. Because yeah. Jericho was on WWE program. Um, obviously, Tony Khan, well, give you that money, go do that. I mean, he could have paid him enough to keep him there. Maybe. 
I don't know. Well, I think I think Joe Khan thinks Cody is a cancer to his locker room, and I think he thought that Cody going to WWE could actually uh, bite WWE in the ass. That's my guess on the, the situation. You know, I think he was done with Cody. He didn't like the, the direction it was going with Cody. You know, I think he found Cody to be a pain in the ass to work with. And, uh, you know, of course, they're all saying nice things and pleasantries. Uh, but, I mean, that's Cody's nature and that's uh, Khan's nature. Um, although sometimes Khan does say some stupid things uh, when he gets emotionally uh, shaken. So uh, I, I think there's going to be more to the story eventually told. Uh, but right now, yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, th- th- there is more animosity than you think. Uh, that's for sure. sure. I don't think there is between the wrestlers. I, I, but I, I do think there is, you know, as attitude wrestlers have talked in the past, you know, they're like, of course, you know, we wanted both companies to succeed. But at the same time, you know, if you play for the if you play for the Chicago Bears, you want the Packers to lose. Right. And, uh, you know, they want to hold the Super Bowl trophy at the end of the day. So uh, there, there is a little bit of competition. There is a little bit of like, hey, I want to I want to be better than those guys. And uh, that does help wrestling as a whole. And the more companies, the better. And, uh, you know, wrestling's very saturated right now. There's a lot of wrestling everywhere. And uh, whatever your taste is in wrestling, you know, if you like the Johnny Knoxville uh, stuff you saw with Sami Zayn, then subscribe to DDT, Professional Wrestling, because that's what that is. You know, yeah, if you point. like hardcore wrestling, if you like violence, yep. you know, there's, there's uh, Game Changer Wrestling. If you like, uh, you know, more of a sports feel and, and sports aspect, well, then you got uh, New Japan, uh, possibly Ring of Honor fits that mold. You know, if you like sports entertainment and big production and celebrities and uh, uh, weird stories, then WWE is for you. Like, there's something for everybody right now, and that's great. You know, if you like women's wrestling, there's stardom. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's options. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Absolutely. Um, can I tell you something? I miss somebody and I, I, I teased him early in the show and then I saw him hanging on the line and I was just getting ready to go to him, but we were talking some wrestling at the time. Al, I apologize. We missed Jersey. We missed Lou. Lou. I I hope you're going to be all right. My bad. Very upset with you, Clark. I mean, this is, yeah, you should be upset with the production you've you've given us today. Because of that. Yeah. You should be upset coming out of this show. I am upset coming out of it. Oh, partner. It was good to talk WrestleMania. I'm sorry we didn't get to watch it. I ended up, man, I, I took a, a shift at the part-time gig um, that I didn't know over there at CHGO. When he asked me to work it, I was in, I was in Arizona at the time. And he's like, oh, can you work the Thursday you get back and the Sunday you get back? And I'm like, I look at the calendar. There's nothing on the Google calendar. And then like an hour later after I said I'll work those, I'm like, fuck, it's Sunday night of WrestleMania. I missed Sunday night of WrestleMania to watch it live. I really wish I could have. And I'm sure, here's the thing. If I'd have been watching Roman live with you, I'd have probably been hook, line, and sinker in with it. Yeah. I don't know. You know, before we leave, I do, I do have to mention something. This, oh. Oh. this Eric Church, 
I oh, mean, boy. what a what an absolute I, well, I, That's funny. I wondered your thoughts on this. Yeah, that's it. This that's, guy, that's all I mean, you have to say. This that's is it. trash. This is trash. Yeah, if 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 I called in sick to go watch the Bears in the Super Bowl, I'd probably get fired. You know, and, and rightfully so. Do you have do you have job have you had jobs that you would call in sick to go watch the Bears at the Super Bowl and get fired? Yeah, I've had jobs like that, sure. Yes. You know, when I was a security guard at Allstate, you know, you you couldn't just take off because, you know, your team was in the final four. Like mm-hmm. how stu- you listen, Clark, you, you manage people. You 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 work for a company, you do you do a schedule. If somebody calls in sick saying, hey, look, I, I got to go to this sporting event, and they leave you high and dry, uh, and you got no one else to cover, and you have to refund all your customers that day, um, how, how, how would that play? Uh, it wouldn't go so great. No, it would not go so great. No. This guy, he has one of the most privileged jobs in society. Yep. He goes – and he sings for an hour and a half these dopey songs with generic rhyme schemes. Early and he gets paid millions of dollars. And, and, and he can't go to his job because a basketball game is on television. Please. No, it wasn't because it was on television. It's because he wanted to be in the building. Well, even worse. He could have watched it on television and put a little monitor on on the stage go in person. That's what in a I pandemic, thought. pandemic, Clark. Al, that's in what I pandemic. thought. Like, like, why couldn't he just like have the concert and let everybody know, hey, there's going to be two hours where the game is happening. Like, and just do the show, have it on a TV, put it on the big screen somewhere, play him. I don't know. Yeah. He, he could have done something. People would have enjoyed his happiness. They love him so yes. much. He could have built the show to do it that way. Instead, he had to go and be in the fucking building and yeah. be there and, like, show off that he has the money to get the tickets, right? Like, the privilege. How many – do you, you think, think – he has, he has a huge fan base. Do you think he's lost a lot, or do you think he's going to be just fine? Like, I think he'll be just fine, but, right, you know, like, fine. guys with me who just didn't care about him and are on the fringe, now it's like F that guy. You think Willie Nelson – would cancel well, a show because uh, the town over, they just grew the greatest marijuana bud ever. <laughs> like he would, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go. He would be at the show. And well, no, but that doesn't work out too well because he could just smoke the weed after. It's not like Eric Church could go to the game after the no. show. The it integrity sale ends and they're all out of it. <laughs> they're all out of the integrity weed. Yeah. And Willie Nelson gets none if he doesn't. If, if Willie Nelson has a choice. To, They're to, all to, out of integrity weed. That might be my favorite thing that I've heard from you. The, the, That's the, you either If Willie Nelson had the choice between getting the best bud ever or performing to a concert of people who he sold tickets to, the man would go to the concert. I, I yeah. 100% guarantee it. Yeah. His sister died like two weeks ago. He's still doing shows. Wait, Willie Nelson? Yeah. Yeah, Bobby Nelson died. Yeah, I think while we were Rest out. in peace. Yep, absolutely. So you know, if, if, if Sister Bobby is gone and I, he's still he's still doing the concerts, then by God, I mean the man is gonna he's gonna show up and do the concert. This I Eric thought, Church 
they should take the name Church out of his name because there's there's, there's no salvation. Revoke. Call him Eric Revoke. Outhouse. You're no longer able to have Church. It's gone. Eric Outhouse. If he, you know, if this guy can't show up for a basket because of a basketball game, he should be known as Eric Outhouse from now on. The only two songs, no, three songs, I think that I recognize are Springsteen, "Smoke a Little Smoke," and "Drink in My Hand." Yeah, you know, he did the song "Burning Man." This is a fellow burner, and I find his Do you think he actually he is a burner, or did, he, or did he just sing a song about it? It sounded like he went if he was singing the song about it. Like it sounded like a personal experience, but I don't know, you know. But he should be banned from Burning Man. You know, I'm officially putting in a a, a, a ratification. There's going to be a movement. We're going to have a Burning Man vote on the Jackrabbit Slim newsletter, and uh, we're going to make sure this guy's invited back. Creepin? I might know Creepin. Yeah. Are you? Is the Larcher going to make a return? Because have. Have you been back since the incident? No. Did that end it? No, going to Burning Man is just a lot of work. It is. Yeah, I know that from from seeing you go. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's it's money and it's work and like, you know, at this point in my life, I'd probably rather just like go to Osaka or uh, you know something more basic. I still there's still an interest. There's still a, an urge to go back to the dust, to return to the dust yeah, yeah. and uh, experience it again, you know, from from an older perspective now, maybe. Um, I don't know. But it's not, I was never somebody who had to go every year. Like, I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. I just thought it was, it's a really cool experience. You had a great time. Experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a great time. Hey, yeah. Al, uh, Sean, he wants some of that integrity weed uh, there. Hey, Sean, great to see you. Um, Al, can we get a positivity jar update? What's the update on the positivity jar? Well, it's here and it's we, not broken. You got you got a couple beads in, but we are going to have to, you know, at the end of the show here, take a couple beads out, uh, mainly for your your hot takes on uh, oh. the main event and uh, some of your your AEW views. So they're going to go back into the uh, the pond of positivity, as I like to call it, the reservoir of, of uh, positivity, and uh, we'll leave you. Hey, you got you got something, man. Huh? All right. Hey, turn it down. Oh my gosh, that positivity's loud, man. That's feeling the positivity. That positivity's hurting people's ears right now on the podcast. Just saying. No, get oh, out of here. Goodness, Mr. Producer um, over there. If you want to know. Al, I had the worst night Sunday night of WrestleMania. Like every mistake happened there at CHGO, like for their Blackhawk show. It just yeah, you left Lou hanging on hold instead of putting I him know, on the line. I fucked up here tonight. I'm just a a fuck up of production. What's a screw up? Like what's a screw up you made? Um, didn't the the audio didn't play twice uh, because of a couple things yeah. that I had. Um, there were enough, there were some mistakes uh, that were not mine that just added on top of it, then like I made mistakes, like I made mistakes, but then when other mistakes happened on top of your mistakes, you get what I'm saying? Like it just yeah. fucking dumb. So tomorrow, well, everyone looks at you, right? Right. Tomorrow I'm going back in. I've got a new attitude. We're going to roll. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and I'm going to fucking get this right. I'm going to get it. Do right. wanna, I don't have, do wanna, I don't have enough reps. Like I'm part time and I left for a fucking week. You know, I need. Do you rest. want a positivity crystal? Yes. To put in your pocket. Yes, I do. 
Well, if you swing by, you know, tomorrow I'll give you a positivity. Uh, crystal, okay. You can, hold that. can I give you a kindness jar update? Because the kindness is... Yeah, yeah, what's going on in the kindness jar? Well, before we left for Arizona, you know, Vera's was ahead. You saw him right. live for the first time. Yep. Right? You, you saw the positivity. I drive. saw the positivity. They're, they're in the because windowsill. Hazel was then way sunlight. ahead, and then I emptied it the one day, which Lauren thought I went too far. You thought I – I did. I went too far. You agree. Um, uh, much as you had predicted, Hazel is currently caught up with Vera, and they are now going to cross the finish line at the same time. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, Hazel that has works. been fucking amazing. Um, Ooh. Hazel she's been just she's growing up and that trip out there she was great when Vera is acting up like Hazel has been great at coming over and helping us like diffuse the situation like hey Vera you know what I don't need this anymore that I told you that I wanted to have you can have it don't get me wrong there's times when she's like this is fucking mine like you can't just take it from me which rightfully show so yeah, I got to teach that kid how to put a little gasoline on the fire. Well, let's do that. Uncle Al's coming over, so uh, you know. Let's do it. Let's get Uncle Al over here to do it. Anyway. Make sure she gets a bigger scoop of uh, ice cream because she's bigger. She's now perfectly even with. Well, that's good. I'm glad uh, yeah. the universe is balanced. So we're going to go down for custard. We're going to take it. Al, we got ice cream at the baseball game for him. Get a couple beads out there. Wait, I get a couple? For that? Yeah, I'm not feeling the positivity and, uh, you know, somehow the universe is aligning and the kids getting the same. Uh, no, no, no. But, but she's been great. Like, and we've been empowering her. Give me some yeah. more positivity. This is positive. Are you losing beads on that? You're, no, how did I lose beads? I'm helping Hazel get ice cream sooner. You've been, you're the whole argument's been about Hazel getting ice cream. Discipline. Oh, Christ. <sighs> well, well, Archer, I'm glad you brought up Eric Church. I forgot that I'd wanted to ask you about it. That's, yep. Yeah, disgusting. Dinkles is closing after 101 years. Is it really over that. on Lincoln? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah Dinkles damn. is going down. Wow. Uh, All right. Well. Kansas City down, uh, what, 15 points at halftime? Come back, win the national championship last night. Very exciting. Should have made a bet on them early, huh? There in the second half, made a live bet there at halftime. Probably would have done pretty well. Hosa retiring a Blackhawk. Yep. Um, I was, you know, Sunday night, like, I, we were there in the – for the first period, I was over at the Blackhawks game. CHGO was there, center ice, on a, in, a, uh, in, a, in a suite. And uh, when Hosa came out during Taves' uh Tave's ceremony for his 1,000th game, he got a huge pop. The second biggest pop I've heard in that building in the last eight months at the United Center. Uh, CM Punk being the number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hosey got a big pop, and so then today he signed that contract. That's great news. That's huge news. Uh, the White Sox got a bummer news with Lance Lynn last night. He's oh, yeah, baseball? Yep, 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 yep. He's not going to be able to play baseball, so they uh, signed Johnny Cueto today to a one uh, to a minor league deal. Um, Johnny Cueto, of course, I recall being at a Cubs playoff game against the Giants, a divisional round in 2016, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, I do know that. Uh, one home run was hit by the Cubs, and the Cubs won that game one to nothing. 
in a playoff game. I watched that from the bleachers, and it hit it off of Johnny Cueto, who is now – my guess is he's probably going to make the roster, but they're in dire straits with the pitching staff over there, Al, that team that's supposed to be prepped up to be really good. Let's see what happens. It's a long season. Well, I trust in the manager, and I think they're going to they're gonna find something. There you go. Uh, they're going to make it work. There you go. That's That's my guy. Hey, did you see? Uh, did you see your guy Elias? Is a little brother. Uh, I I he heard all last night. I I never knew that Elias uh, had a little brother that was uh, training for wrestling, but I saw the picture of him there. Um, and you know, it they look kind of alike, to be honest. Um, well, they're brothers, right? I know. Um, you know, the the main differences that I've noticed was Ezekiel's lack of beard. He doesn't have nearly yeah. the amount of facial hair that Elias has. Right. Is Ezekiel's last name Sampson or no? I believe he is, yeah. Ezekiel Sampson. I didn't get it. I was trying to fast forward to that point of the show. Was it any, was it any good? I actually, uh, I was grocery shopping. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair. Yep. I know. I'm, I'm trying to get to it. I want to see exactly what what that was. Because there was talk that he was shelved and he's just done with the company. Yeah. It looks like they're gonna no. get they're gonna give him one more shot. Let's go. Uh, the uh, the Indian fella debuted. Uh, Veer, I believe his name. Oh, did he finally? He they've showed teasing, up. They've been teasing Veer. Yeah. Cody, you got Cody. You got uh, Ezekiel. You got Veer. Yeah. New faces. It's gonna be a good season. There you go. That'll be fun. Go WWE. Al, we went a little long tonight, man. I mean, we needed yeah. to. We needed to after it's been the, a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, we're going to say goodnight to the podcast listeners right now. Al, say goodnight to podcasters. Listen. Hi, podcasters.